Red are on. Yes. Awesome. And the voice is airing right now. Um, oh, it is. So by the time Karim and Hyundai are on, we'll probably be right in the middle of recording. But we either would have needed to do this at like five in the morning. Yeah. Or really later, really much later today. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we Look can what, we can watch the clips. That's right. Yeah, I tweeted. I just tweeted like, please someone and record their important clips so that we can watch these after because there's not a whole lot of like HD footage of when John and uh, Demet were on The oh, Voice two true. years ago. So I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen, y'all, <laughs> I need it. But look. Look at my oh, mug. Oh, I love it. That's Julia's design, right? Uh-huh. I'm drinking oh coffee gosh. from my Art Life mug, you guys, which if you saw my Instagram stories yesterday, you know, because I posted a picture of it. But um, So good. Yeah. So I'm drinking out of my Art Life architecture mug. Oh, my gosh. So I have to tell you something that just happened. <gasps> okay. Because I was cracking up. So I'm setting up. Mm-hmm. And us doing this remotely, you guys, I'm lit- I sit on my bed. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my little, uh, I have my microphone hooked to my um, nightstand, and I, my computer is on pillows in front of me. Like, it's a very <laughs> casual, very, very setup. professional setup. Very professional. So I was getting all set up, and Eric came in, and he was, he was, uh, he's like, man, I feel like this is. He's like, this is. Um, what did he say? He's like, I feel like I'm seeing the beginning of something. And, you know, this is like right now and you're doing this in, in, like, your, in our like, room. Like Apple starting in a garage? Yes, exactly. And he's like, <laughs> he's all, and then we flash forward to a couple years from now and you and Kristen are in this big studio and you're both wearing cashmere and you're drinking wine and me and Jason, <laughs> he's, all, he's all, and me and Jason walk in we're, and we ask, can we get you anything? <laughs> hey, I'm down with this scenario. <laughs> I was just cracking up. I was like, that's what I told him. I said, hey, that sounds great to me. I love it. Although if we're that successful and we're wearing cashmere just to record, I feel like we could afford hiring assistants and not make our husbands be the one waiting on us hand and foot. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would even make our assistants wait on us hand and foot. We'd be like, sit and hang out with us, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Our husbands, we would make wait on us hand Uh and foot. But (laughs) but assistants. The assistants were paying. No. So anyway, I just thought that was really funny. I was cackling at him saying that. Listen, channel it for the new year. This is perfect. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it is. Like, listen, you guys, today, by the way, I'm Kristen. Oh yeah, I'm Ashley. This is a Dizzy for Dizzy. Yes, we're still we're getting still like we're still getting a lot of new listeners, at least according to messages that I've been getting on social media. So oh, wow. So yes, I yeah, like well, we gotta remember to guys. we gotta remember to introduce ourselves because a lot of them just pick up on whatever episode we're covering and then go mm. back and like listen. Um so yeah, so welcome you guys. Thank you so much. We have like two hundred and fifty new followers just since Saturday. on twitter like i don't know what happened but thank you guys we love you um so welcome and yeah yeah, so today okay like this is the craziest end of the year episode first of all it it is is, it's the i guess kind of winter finale for senchal kapama even though they're now not getting a break um it is it was aisha's last episode Mm -hmm. um which, you know, if you listen to our bonus episode on Saturday, you know already how we feel about that. So yeah. 
we'll do our best to filter a lot of that out <laughs> this episode. Yes, um, definitely. And it is our 100th podcast episode. Uh, which is insane. I know. Uh, our 100th podcast episode. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking it might be fun to – I just thought of this right now, so it, uh. this is like not <laughs> planned. Maybe at the end, one of us can think of a really random trivia question. Okay. Like about the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, and then the first person to um, email us the answer, not okay. tw- not Twitter, not Instagram, not message, because those are harder to see who sent what first. Yes. Email, because then we'll know who sent it first. Yeah. Whoever emails us first with the correct answer, I will send you a copy to a copy of Karem's GQ issue. Oh, and, I love that idea. And Hyundai's Marie Claire, because I have extras. So mm. – Courtesy of our beautiful, lovely, wonderful listener, um, Sandra. So, yes. yeah. So while we're recording, let's, we'll try to think of like a, a really random question that like a faithful listener will okay. know the answer to. Okay. And I'm mostly going to depend on you for that. I don't know why you're good at coming <laughs> up with questions. Okay. Um, and then, yes. So whoever emails us the answer first – which is our, our email address. I'm pretty sure it's always in the episode notes, but it's dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So the first person to email the correct answer, um, I will, yeah, I'll mail you a, All right. a, a Karem magazine and a Hyundai magazine. International as long as as long as the post office mails it to your country, <laughs> mm. um, I'll I'll ship it to you. So awesome. um because I think I can put them in like a flat rate cardboard envelope and Oh, yeah. Just That's like easy. ship it off wherever it goes. Yeah. yeah. So, awesome. anyways, happy new year, Mutlu, your lar, you guys. Um, and yeah. Happy 100th episode to us. I know. I can't believe it. And Crazy. the voice is airing today, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. And we got, I feel like this is probably going to be a long episode, but I we have to talk about all those photos that have been released this oh week gosh. for the Hello Magazine interview. Like, so many people were like, please tell me you're going to do an episode just on that and, like, the <laughs> voice. And I was like, I honestly don't know that we'll have time for it, but believe yeah. me, they're going to get talked about. Like, I so – listen, you guys, we try to remain – I mean, we make our jokes, okay? We joke about yes. – you know, Han care being real and all this stuff. Or right. like, oh, was this part of the script or was this, you know, mm-hmm. Karem leaping out or Hande leaping out instead of Edda or Sirkan? Listen, listen. <laughs> there is absolutely 110% no way they did not know the storm that they would unleash oh. on this fandom. Oh, I know. With those photos. Especially when one of them Hondas in a wedding dress, like yeah, and I, I mean the way that how natural they are together, mm-hmm. I was like, this is this could be an engagement shoot. Uh huh. The way that they're mm-hmm. so comfortable with each other, mm-hmm. they're so close to each other, <laughs> and the fire shooting out of their eyeballs towards the other one is like. I like I feel indecent looking at it. Like I feel like I need to leave so that they are uh-huh. so they can be alone. Yeah. Like uh, I uh, yeah, listen, I know there's someone who came up with the whole concept of the shoot and all of that. But sure. but you can't tell me that if there was something that they were like, 
listen, no, we're already fighting enough of these rumors. Mm -hmm. Like, we cannot do a pose like this or we cannot do whatever that they wouldn't have altered the pose or the whatever it is. Also, Mm -hmm. they have flat out stopped outright denying the rumors. (laughs) Okay, listen. One word, two letters. (laughs) No. Like, (laughs) okay, but when you say things like, I understand why people will will want this, or I understand why people think that, um, and would pair us together, and then when Karem, that's what Hande says, and then when Karem (laughs) says something along the lines of, I just don't know what to say, we have a great, uh, I don't think chemistry was the word he used, but essentially something like that. Um, you know, working together and we trust each other, like, you know, talking about being screen partners, mm-hmm. but then saying Hande is someone I want in my life forever. Oh, come on. And then her <laughs> saying she has a dream of like opening an art gallery and she would want Karem to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, you can't. Uh, what what do you expect from us, you guys? And you know what? That's not that's not Ashkyok. Sorry, uh-huh. like yeah. <laughs> now yeah. listen. Disclaimer: If for some really weird and odd reason any of the cast of this show is listening to us, oh my gosh, we would never ever 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 speculate or talk about this if any of you came on our show and wanted to chat with us. So yeah, just this is purely that. fan fun. Yes, we're having a hundred percent with with the rest of the fandom. Yes, and we. I mean, you guys know how we are. We don't tag them in stuff. Like, no, we're, we're weird about that. And no, yeah, we <laughs> all of this. You know. When it boils down to it, we just want them – they're they are people. Yes. So we just want them to be happy whether that's with each other and them being gorgeous together would be right. wonderful. But maybe they are not mm-hmm. great for each other and right. would be happier with somebody else yep. and that's fine too. And so, maybe they just really have this friendship connection bond sure. that's, like, that's like seared them for life right. as far as that goes. Sure. We're happy about whatever it is, honestly. Yes. I just am like – Regardless of what is or is not happening between them, mm-hmm. I still stand by the fact they knew exactly the flames they would be fanning <laughs> when this How released. How could they not? Give me I a mean, break. and did you see the Instagram post this morning? No, like, I didn't. Okay, so Karem posted a picture that he took a sel- like a mirror selfie that they took together with like his super fancy expensive camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he wrote – um. I saw the picture. I don't know that I saw the caption. Yeah. So they both – well, he posted it and it's that black and white one where he's holding his camera and they're like facing the mirror. Okay. And he wrote some surprises before New Year, hashtag partners in crime. I think he's referring to the voice though because he also tagged the voice turkey. Okay. And then Hande commented like, hey, I was going to post this one. Like – and then she still posted it. And hers is – Two emojis of zombie people, which I just honestly believed that was because I'm like, yeah, you guys are probably so sleep deprived over the last few weeks. I'm like, sure. that's what I took it as. Even though they don't look like zombies, they look gorgeous and ridiculously beautiful. <laughs> but her hashtag was New Year's surprise. Hashtag always fun with my partner in crime. Oh my gosh. And then he commented with a bat emoji and his classic, you know, two yeah. finger emoji. <laughs> 
So, I mean. Oh, I love them. Like, they they know what they're doing to us. They're very they aware of it, which, yeah. and I kind of love and appreciate just because it's like, well, they're clearly going to just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, a, if we can't beat them, join them. Sure. So, hey. And I mean, I'm not going to complain about that at No, all. like, let's be vague then because, and I honestly couldn't, I don't. I don't wouldn't blame them for being vague, even if they're like there's a hundred percent absolutely nothing going on between us, because mm-hmm. they still get asked that all the time by the of stupid course. by the stupid paparazzi, as if they're gonna get a different answer or some magical confirmation because the first people they're gonna clearly tell is the Turkish paparazzi and not like if like give me a break. If they're gonna like come out as a couple, they're gonna do it on their own terms. Like not yeah, being asked questions while being cornered on set by whatever that bird paparazzi magazine is. I can't ever remember what it's called. Just something bird. Yeah, but, I don't know either. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just – I love that they're playing along. I love that they're yes. dropping this stuff and making their little vague comments and like emoji stuff. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you guys, I love them so much. <laughs> uh, in case that wasn't already abundantly clear. Yeah. And um, and yeah, then- I definitely ordered – that magazine. Oh, did you? Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I just well, there were so and, many people then, asking. So and I, then was, I was online for like an hour last night, mm-hmm. desperately trying to find back copies of the Cosmopolitan uh, magazine from January of last year because Ali's spread was in that. In oh, that was it? But I can't figure out how to how to get it, how to get back. Uh, back copies of Cosmopolitan Turkey. You can get Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. it from the UK, from France, mm-hmm. and all these different places. But I was like, well, I don't know how to do this. So if anybody knows or yeah. if anybody like you, lives you should. in Turkey and could get a copy of the Jan- – I'm pretty sure it was the January edition of Cosmopolitan Turkey that Ali had a whole spread for. From 2020 or 2019? 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. You should message the guy on eBay that you bought the magazine from and ask. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. I should so, um, just to say like, hey, do you know anything about being able to get back copies of publications? Because mm-hmm. this is what I'm looking for. Um, he's, you can get digital copies, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. you can get you can even get digital copies of Hello Magazine. So mm-hmm. um yeah, you guys just if I know there's a lot of people internationally who are looking for copies of the Hello Magazine and um and there is um, there are – there's at least one seller on eBay who was selling them. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if he'll just have tons of copies. Um, right. Because Hello Magazine was saying this has been – an or not Hello Magazine specifically, but like a lot of the uh, sellers, like mm-hmm. vendors who sell these magazines – were like people were lined up like waiting for this magazine like I have never seen this before like holy cow like vendors sold out of the magazine the I think the editor of Hello like tweeted like hey listen if you're someone who needs a physical copy you can order them on our website not for international fans but sure um like just the fact that they were running out of printed publications and they're that's crazy and this one they're not just going to be selling for a week they're going to be selling it for an entire month because this wow. is a week this is a weekly magazine like people so wow but they're going to sell this particular copy it's going to be on sale for like a month hello magazine is like this is the best choice we ever made <laughs> oh yeah they're geniuses <laughs> like they wow yeah they really struck it big and and 
the Hyundai and Karim were each paid a million lira for this spread, and they each donated every penny of it. Oh, of course they did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love them. Like, how can you not? I, I just. I mean, you don't have to stand them like psychos the way, you know, some of us do. Yeah. But I mean, if you can't just at least appreciate and admire the kinds of people they are, like, truly. I mean, yeah, Yeah, truly. And of course, we don't know them. This is only our perception of what is out in the world. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, it's, it's pretty, I I don't know. I just, Mm -hmm. I, I really love them and I respect, them a lot i do too anyway i do too it's just oh you guys yeah um so yeah i'm sure we can go on and on and on about that and i'm sure next week we'll have more to say once we once we watch voice clips and see behind the scenes interviews and things like that because i think there's still more like there's still behind the scenes stuff we'll see from the hello magazine shoot like that we haven't even seen yet so i'm sure next week for episode 101 it'll be even crazier but um yeah, so um, what else? Sorry, I'm so brain foggy. You guys, I was up so late finishing this episode because we got interrupted and had to deal with something. Um, so it was like 2 in the morning by the time I finished, and I felt like a zombie. When I got, when I replied to your text this morning, I had literally just woken up. Like, okay. And so I was like, give me an hour to feel human, but like I'm still in my pajamas. I haven't even put my contacts in. I have my glasses on that have like a smudge on them. And I have this like zit on my chin that hurts so badly. And I'm like, I'm literally going to be 34 years old in like 12 hours. Like, what? why? Why is this still – why am I still dealing with breakouts and things like I am in high school? Like, what? I don't know. I am too. I have a bunch on my chin right now. Like, what is this? I don't uh, know. Hyundai, drop your skincare routine, girl, because – her skin is always flawless looking. Well, she also has professional makeup artists well, at that's true. hand. <laughs> so. But even when she's like on her day off and she's just like hanging out at her sister's house with her niece. Yeah. Some people just have those good genes. Yeah, I guess. She was abundantly blessed by yes. those good genes. Mm-hmm. So. She really was. Yeah. Um, and then I, I do want to say a thank you. I Oh, my gosh, you guys. So one of our very sweet listeners – uh, I should have asked how to pronounce your name, Divya. Um, she messaged me yesterday on Instagram and was like, I just need to show you this. Like, my son doesn't watch the show, but like he likes listening to your podcast. Like he likes listening to yours and Ashley's voices. He loves when you guys talk about like the little prince and like when we're diving into like the numerology and star stuff. So cute. Oh so gosh. sweet. He's nine. And he drew a picture of the cover of the little prints, like freehand. It's amazing too. It's a really good drawing. It is so good. You it might still be in my Instagram stories because he posted it. <clears throat> excuse me. He posted it and then tagged us. And so I reshared it in my st- in our stories. I love it. You guys, it was so sweet. It's like so sweet. It's it's so well done. Like uh-huh. it looks just like the cover. But she, like, sent me a photo of, of him while he had been drawing it. And he's just, like, looking at the cover and drawing it freehand. And so I just can't believe someone would want to do that for us. Like, it was just the sweetest thing. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to frame that and hang it up. Like, it's so beautiful. And so I just wanted to say a big thank you to Sid for 
drawing that for us like yes you, thank you Sid I yeah you made we, our day you made our entire days like that was just like one of the best things ever so I wanted to make sure we properly thanked him yes uh, since we were recording today too so shout out to Sid and his <laughs> artistic abilities um and then uh what else what else uh 100th episode talked about that I think that's pretty much it because the other two things I have written down are more like when we actually get into the episode discussion. I think I just wanted to make sure I mentioned them. So I wrote them down under housekeeping, but um, they're just kind of things I picked up on while I was watching and um, taking notes. So okay, um, if you don't have anything else. And I do not. All right. Well. 20 minutes in. Yeah, let's let's start let's start talking about the actual oh, episode and not just haunt care. <laughs> Ooh. So, <laughs> what an episode. Uh what so an episode. We start off with the big surprise, the big reveal. Baba mm-hmm. Ane is here and she's ready to take over the holding and to offend everybody. Mm-hmm. Um she is so sneaky and I'm you know, we're going to get into that, but I am I'm half impressed by her, by her sneakiness and her underhandedness. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so she comes in and she immediately talks about how the holding clearly is not run well from everything that she's observed and right. she's coming to change things. Edda immediately yells at her <laughs> and yeah. gets upset and is like, you shouldn't be here. How dare you be here? All this stuff. So Serkan kind of takes her out of the room and mm. he's trying to get her to calm down. That is a big theme through this episode is him just trying to calm her down Okay, when it comes to grandma. So the fact that you were saying, yeah, like Sakinol is like a huge thing. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, okay. Um, is Aisha trying to tell us like she's Serkan <laughs> and we're all Edda? That's how I felt, at least, about her leaving. Maybe. Like, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, I will not be calm. I'm Edda. Like, yeah, I'm calm. And then two seconds later, I'm, like, screaming at Baba Ane. Well, between that and the continuation of the theme of New Year, New, Year. new Beginnings. Yep. Because they say New Year, New Beginnings probably so three times. many times. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that – Yes, I felt like those were totally Aisha nods being like, everybody calm down. We're just going to have a new year, a new start mm-hmm. with and like everybody. I think right. she was maybe trying to portray, I'm going to have a new year, a new mm-hmm. start. You guys are going to have a new year, a new start. Mm-hmm. The characters are going to have a new year, a new start. So th- I definitely thought that was a big nod from Aisha. When I was thinking about that too, I was like, okay, I I get that. But part of me, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not really sure why specifically this is the picture that popped into my head. And I'm not even sure it'll make sense to most people younger than us because I don't even think chalkboards are really that much of a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, like when we were in school, we didn't re- – it wasn't really marker boards that much. It was chalkboards like when we were – especially when we were younger, like elementary school. And so I was thinking like, okay, when you hear the term like blank slate, you know, clean mm-hmm. page, et cetera – I thought of a chalkboard because I thought, okay, I'm all for like a fresh start. I'm all for that. But like, you know, like when you erase a chalkboard, it technically makes it blank, but like it's kind of 
white and blurry in the back. Like the chalk yeah, kind of smears. Yeah, some of the chalk always remains. remains. Yes. And like even when you're writing the new stuff on the chalkboard, like you can see the erased chalk behind it. It's not mm-hmm. the most prevalent thing. The new thing, the new stuff you're writing is the most prevalent thing. Mm-hmm. But you can still see what's kind of the remnants of the chalk that was there before. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm like, okay, I hope it's that kind of a blank page. I hope it's that kind of a, quote, fresh start or blank slate where it's like Mm -hmm. we can still sort of see the chalk remnants of what Aisha has built um, and not just completely, like, destroy the world that has been built. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of things she made, like, planted in this episode, too, that are almost like little guides. Like, okay, like, I'm setting this up so that you can kind of follow this path. And oh, I'm so sure she did. I'm hoping that that path gets followed. Like even with the whole like elopement thing later on with uh, Ingen and Pearl, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is that maybe a setup of like, oh, look how good he is at planning and executing secret fast marriages. Like will he maybe be uh, using that expertise later for like Edda and Serkan at some point? Like because I'm like totally down for this whole secret – like fake to everyone else, like thinks for grandma's sake that we're apart, but really like we're going to be secretly together. And um, yeah, there's just all this little stuff like that where I'm like, I hope this was her setting up an outline hmm. for the for the new team to then follow and fill in with their own creativity, but right. kind of sticking to this like path, if that yeah. makes sense. Anyways. Yeah. So no, I I I agree, and I did. It, I felt the same way. I felt like she was kind of laying down some some ground rules, some guidelines, yeah, for to kind of help lead them mm-hmm. uh, as they continue the story. Yes. So, um, meanwhile, Semiha is just moving right into Serkan's office. She is supposedly waiting for her own office to get ready, which I'm assuming is going to be off campus in another place because she does technically have her own office upstairs. Mm -hmm. So the whole throne thing, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But she asks – she ends up asking Layla for the files on all of the employees Mm -hmm. and um, she's just – she's really there kind of taking over. Um. So Edda's all worked up. She's getting defensive. And she starts to say that Serkan doesn't trust her because Serkan is like, you know, you didn't ever see her name on any of the paperwork, nothing mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, um, excuse me, do you not trust me? Like, you would you truly think that I would let this happen if I had any idea? And he's like, no, calm yeah. down. That's not what I'm saying. So again, more things. We're getting a theme of trust Mm -hmm. through this episode as well. And what he says to her is, I've never trusted anyone as much as I trust you. And I, of course, loved that. Oh, 100%. And it's like, yes, Edda, really, please, like, we've seen this. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's proven that now. Well, Mm -hmm. and she does kind of chill out after that, like – well, and he tells her, like, you, we're playing right into her hand right now. Yep. This is what she wants. She wants yep. us separated. She wants us fighting. Yep. We need to show her that we're stronger than this and that we can withstand whatever it is that she has coming to us. Oh, so, yeah. 
from the start, Sarah Khan is like, honey, I've got her number. Mm-hmm. I know what she's trying to do. And I just need you to be with me and to calm yep. down and we can be a good team and face her off together, which I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. Because teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. And he's just business smart. We've known this since episode yep. one. So it's like, listen, he knows like when shady people are coming in. Mm-hmm. He knows when someone's got ulterior motives. Like, you know, he knew his whole financial advisor dude, the CFO guy or whatever he was, was working with Khan. And he played right into it long enough to make the guy feel comfortable like he was fooling him. He dealt with it. And and yeah, but he knew exactly what was going on that whole time. So yeah, I trust that he knows exactly what he's doing by being so agreeable to her Mm -hmm. by all of that. Like he knows. So I'm like, come on, Ida, it's time for you to truly put your trust in him. Yeah. Um, because we know that you've told the girls already that you trust him. Um, so yeah. So, you know, that's all happening. Um, of course, Balja is all happy and excited because it seems like there's trouble in paradise. Uh, you know, Susie continues to be the worst by encouraging that whole narrative. Yeah. So the two of them really do match up the initials that they are, which is BS. Uh So, um, yeah. So Sarah Khan is like, okay, let's calmly talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to order us some coffee uh-huh. and we'll like lay out a plan here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he does is he basically, you know, order has coffee ordered in and delivered. And I love it because he's he hands it to her and he's like, lots of sugar, milk. It's, you know, I think he means drip coffee. Because it says filtered yeah. coffee, but drip coffee straight from Colombia. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did I miss anything? Like, basically, you know, I know your exact coffee order. Yeah. And how funny that it's like something super sugary sweet because it's Edda. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she is kind of smiling, but she looks at it and she's like, um, yeah, maybe you got all that right. But there's something very extra here. And it's the fact that it says Edda Bolat yep. on the cup. And oh, my gosh. It's so funny, though, because she's smiling about it. He uh-huh. gets all smiley about it. And he and it, he's like, I thought you were going to be, be more angry because she's like, you make me mad with a smile on her uh-huh. face. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I thought you'd be more mad about it. So this is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, and it's helping because he basically says like, well, I thought this would make you angry. You'd basically spew out all your anger at me and then basically like it, it's all out of your system and then you could be calm with, yeah. you know, your your Baba Ane. But he's like and, – and she's like, is this really the subject we're talking about? And he's like, well, maybe it should be. Like it sounds nice. Doesn't it sound great? Like he – oh my gosh. I continue to love this just – brazen's not the word, but like just – He's just bold and yeah, making it clear, and I, mm-hmm. oh, I just love I it love so it. much. He's totally trolling her, and he's like, "Oh, see how beautiful you smile. This is what we have to do in the office in front of your grandma." Yes, so good, so good. Um, you know, so Baba Ani's kind of pilfering through the employee files. We get like a little glance over to her. Mm-hmm. You can tell she's basically looking for who's going to be her best ally. Yeah, and um. And so she, you know, kind of makes a comment about like, oh, Edda Yoldas, huh? You thought by 
86ing my last name, like that would sever the connection, but you're my granddaughter forever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you know, insert evil twirly mustache laugh here. Yeah, because that's like what her obsession is, apparently, mm-hmm. is the fact is blood and blood relatives and family over everything else. So just the whole gonna... irony though that she's the one like tearing her family apart is just what kills me. So she's delusional. She's delusional and she's Funnily enough, when she accuses Edda of being blinded, I'm like, seems like you're the blinded one, Baba Ane, but okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so we flash back over to Edda and Sirkon, and they're kind of trying to lay out a plan. And she's like, listen, because he's just like not worried. He's not stressed. <laughs> At all. And she's like, you don't know how serious this is. My grandmother is your partner. And he, I love it because even the subs did it in all caps. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and – he's like so what yeah look i'll explain to i'll let me explain to you how serious this is okay your grandmother is a partner in the firm as you say she came here finally showed her face she's gonna take her revenge on my dad she'll bankrupt me tear us apart ruin our (laughs) lives right and he's like but she won't do it therefore calm down it is impossible for her to accomplish this and Edda just looks at him like, okay, like, mm-hmm. like kind of has this apprehensive smile on her face. Um, but like, she's just, I think she's just a little bit in shock. Like, wow, like he yeah. really isn't worried. He's so calm about it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we do get a quick over to with, you know, where we find out that there's some sort of, quote, settling of mm-hmm. Altakine. Yeah. By Tahir Bey, who is uh, Baba Ane's lackey. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we just know that something was dealt with with him. We yeah. don't know exactly what, but yeah, like, he's been dealt with and he won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. Like, is he wrapped up in a rug, <laughs> wink, buried wink, nudge, six nudge. feet under? Is yeah, he, is like, he dropped to the bottom of the Bosphorus right now? Like, <laughs> we don't know how. Truly dangerous Baba Ane is in this no. place. So, yeah. It's that crazy. was an interesting little storyline. I was like, are we going to – is this going to turn into a murder mystery show and Eda and Serkan are going to travel all over Turkey trying to solve the, uh-huh. the, this murder? <laughs> so, you know, we switch back to Edzer where Edda's like, look, I'm going to go deal with her. And he's like, okay, let's go talk to her together. She's like, nope, this is between her and me. I'm going to get her out of here. I'm going to get your shares back. Like, I just got to figure out what the heck she wants. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, but you're going to do it calmly, right? And she's like, yes, I'm calm, Sarkhan. <laughs> and she's like, and he's like, yeah, I can clearly see that if you're as calm in there as you are right now. <laughs> so she basically like composes herself and he's like, remember like don't play into her hand be calm and she's like Mm -hmm. okay i'll be calm so he's like okay i'm going home meet me there afterwards yeah so she heads in and baba ane is sniffing around his office because she's nosy and thinks that she has a right to everything around her and she finds the flower in the glass and she gets frightened when Mm -hmm. ada walks in and the glass falls it's shattered all of our hearts shattered at that point. Mm-hmm. Eda is clearly very upset. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Baba Ane, because she's clueless, is like, why are you so upset about this cheap trinket? I'll buy him a new one. Get over it. And uh-huh. Eda 
that just totally enrages her. Mm-hmm. And she's basically like, I'm sorry. You think you can fix everything with money? Of course. I don't want that. You don't mm-hmm. understand anything. And they have this huge face-off. Yep. And of course, the shattering of that flower felt symbolic for so many reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. Like, And then I even – that I, I found a specific passage in The Little Prince too mm. last night. Um. But okay, first of all, when when we first saw it live, I was like, okay, this is definitely symbolic. Like, yeah, this not bubble because it doesn't live in a bubble. But like, you know, the safety of what that flower represents being in that case was shattered by yes. Baba Ane's arrival, yes. and so it also would make sense that Baba Ane would be the one to physically shatter that glass. Right. Um. Then when Aisha dropped her bomb in the middle of the episode that this was her last episode mm-hmm. and we all lost our collective minds, I was like, this was one of Aisha's first Aisha eggs, I've been calling them instead of Easter mm-hmm. eggs, that she was leaving. Like she – and there's so many – I have all little – I have little asterisks next to every time it felt like this was her kind of – I wouldn't say fully closing a door, but like – kind of a farewell. Uh, yes. Like her nodding to these – things like hey i didn't forget about this and here's how i brought it back to you know for like one last time kind of a thing right so then yesterday as i was watching and i wound up posting a picture of edda and serkan and um and sharing part of this quote but i want to read the whole quote because i was like oh my gosh i think this was like another thing from her Mm. because you know, one of the big things, too, we've all been waiting for is for Edda to actually say the words to Serkan that she loves him. Right. Like, even when they were together, it was the feeling is mutual. Mm-hmm. You know, she's showed him in many ways that she loves him. The fact that, you know, there we don't need to go on. We don't need to list all the ways she's shown it. But, mm-hmm. you know, she hasn't said it. And um, she's referenced it when they've been broken up. Like, you just want me to still be in love with you forever. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you were afraid of the woman who loved you more than anything. So she has – she has – we know she loves him. Um, it's been implied, though. It's never been explicitly stated. Exactly. Exactly. So this passage from Chapter 9 of The Little Prince, uh, the flower is talking to him, and she says – um. Of course I love you, the flower told him. It was my fault you never knew. It doesn't matter, but you were just as silly as I was. Try to be happy. Put that glass thing down. I don't want it anymore. Mm. Uh, Because, you know, she was – ooh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I just, like, threw my pen at the mic, you guys. So sorry (laughs) if that was a loud noise. Um, So I thought that was interesting that it was, like, the removal of the glass case that was keeping the rose safe. Yeah. So maybe part of this glass shattering, too – it's going to be um, leading to Edda being like, okay, like I'm out in the – this is out in the open. I – I, as much as that glass case was a layer of protection, mm-hmm. it also was something keeping her enclosed. Mm-hmm. And so by ridding herself of this glass, everything's out in the open. She's free. She – you know, as much as there's danger in that, there's freedom in that too. And so I am hoping that this was like a nod to that too, where it's like, okay, we're going to hear her not only admit it, but maybe even say like, I'm sorry that I ever made you doubt that. Like, Hmm. because, you know, as we're going to get into these other scenes, he makes it very clear he has doubts, you know, about 
her feelings and her commitment and all of that. So yeah, it I I think that Baba Ane is kind of the removal mm-hmm. of that protection because they have been able to kind of do their own thing. They've been able to do this back and forth with each other mm-hmm. with people kind of just accepting whatever it is that they're choosing to do with their relationship on any given day, yeah. whether that's her family or his family, they've all kind of been trying to push them together mm-hmm. and she's been able to stay in the protection of that. But with Baba Ane, she is directly opposing this relationship. Uh-huh. Yep. And not only is she directly opposing it, she's threatening her that if she even notices an inkling of mm-hmm. interest in Serkan, if she thinks there's any sign of them being together, she will attack. Mm-hmm. And so now Edda is completely vulnerable yep. and she's having to kind of battle this world, battle this situation mm-hmm. by herself. And I think this is going to be the crux of of all of that, of her like you said, finally mm-hmm. coming out with that she loves him, that she trusts him, all of these things that she has implied and right. never explicitly taken stated. ownership of. Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. So it's like I feel like this is going to be a really good catalyst for Eda to live up to those things mm-hmm. that we know she has to get. Yes. Like, we know she has to reach these points. Yes. And I feel like, okay, if we could see this, then I'm I'm gonna put a little nugget of faith in the new writers that they've seen this mm-hmm. too. Um, there was someone on Twitter, uh, Little P, she tagged me in somebody else's Twitter post and I really liked what this person had to say. Um which was this person, SDNair429 on Twitter, wrote, Baba Ane finds the hidden glass from Serkan's shelf. Edda and Serkan are hiding their relationship, especially Edda f- from Baba Ane. It symbolizes that she'll find the, you know, so this is symbolizing that she'll find the truth behind their relationship. She breaks mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Baba Ane will try different ways to break Edser up. To the world, it looks broken and shattered, but where the real essence lies is in the flower. Hmm. which is revived by Edda. It also makes, she says, it also makes me believe Edda will be the one to save their relationship um, and will fake it as a breakup, bef- uh, you know, for Baba Ane's sake. Hmm. Seeing Edda's outburst, Baba Ane immediately is like, what's the big deal? I'll buy a new case. Mm-hmm. And Edda immediately disagrees. This could be, this this could be representative of the new relationship which, which Edda will refuse. She'll reject this guy or this new glass encasement from Mm. Baba Ane. So I liked her analogy. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I shared that. But yeah, um, that's really good. Yep. So I also real quick, I also thought it was very interesting and definitely not a coincidence. But mm -hmm. during their whole conversation, this very first kind of (laughs) battle of the titans as Mm -hmm. i was calling them because each time they talk it it felt like a battle yes and um you know baba ane is telling her that sarkhan has blinded her and uh is essentially saying i don't have to explain anything Mm -hmm. to you and semiha interestingly enough says great that's that's wonderful because i'm not a person who loves words but deeds Mm -hmm. and Again, that's basically straight from The Little Prince, that your actions are more than your words. That's yeah. how you truly show your love. Yes. So it's 
I was like, okay, that's so interesting that mm-hmm. she is the one who says that. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like it's just a foreshadowing of what's to come from yeah. Eda specifically. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, Melo and Jaren are kind of eavesdropping, but basically Baba Ane yeah. and Eda are arguing because Baba Ane is like, I'm going to restore our relationship. And Eda's like, what relationship, you delusional <laughs> yeah. psychopath? Like – there is no relationship. And, you know, and that's when, like you said, she's like, this man has blinded you. Mm-hmm. And she basically is like, well, you'll change your tune because the fate of the Bolots is basically in your hands. And, you know, it's interesting that I'm like, you know, we touched on this possibility last week. But it's like, honey, you realize you're just repeating history. Mm-hmm. And if this didn't make your relationship with your son okay, what in the world makes you think it's going to make your relationship with your granddaughter okay? Yep. Like, you know, so it's like just – I think it's a good picture of when you are so stubbornly hell-bent on what you believe is right and what you mm-hmm. believe needs to happen, it's very easy for your logic to just go out the window. Yeah. And – just to let your pride take over, let, you know, whatever it is, where it's like you do realize you're – you don't even realize you're doing more damage to this thing you supposedly want to fix, like, and she can't even see that. So I'm like, the irony yeah. is that you're the blind one here, Baba Ane, oh, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, then we get – I kind of – Fast forwarded through this, but because basically it's Alexander and Eifer kind of still flirting back and forth via Instagram, right. and it um, it turns out he wants to meet, and then yeah. she gets all nervous, like I don't want to meet him on my own. Maybe I can plan like a group thing, or we can do something for the you know shining women community, and we can like cook something together so we meet, mm-hmm. but it's in a group setting. Blah blah blah. She's just nervous, so yeah, that's essentially that. Well, and we can even kind of skip through you know everything with Idon and Safi, mm-hmm. and because at one point. Semiha is like, well, I'm going to go see my daughter. And she shows up and she <laughs> is very clear that she doesn't want to have anything to do with the Bolots. She keeps asking if they're involved with the Bolots. Mm-hmm. I think at this point – oh, yeah. At this point, Ifair knows that something mysterious has happened to Alptekin. <laughs> and so when Aidan just shows up – they start this whole ruse that she's I soon because mm-hmm. Ifair doesn't want to give it away that she is Idan Bolat. Right. And this kind of carries through the whole episode and into the whole scene at Serkan's place mm-hmm. when Alexander comes there instead. So it's it's that and kind of a little quick our brains and ovaries are assaulted with like the trilingual oh i know oh my gosh yeah that was such a fun scene i loved that it was a very fun scene i appreciated it too yeah um i'm i'm kind of jumping ahead yeah that's okay that was just sort of like a that was one of the secondary storylines yes um so then we get the game of thrones chair brought into the conference (laughs) room one of them even actually says layla or erdem i can't remember but one of them's like that's like Game of Thrones. Like somebody actually says that. Yeah. And, um, you know, she just is, of course, like, you know, listen, I want to get all to know all these employees in the holding and art life, basically mm-hmm. because I want to know more about your boss. And who better to tell me about this man than all the people who work for him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hear the whole, again, it's a new year. We're having a new beginning. That's coming from Baba Ane. Yes. And, um, and that's when I wrote, we're going to hear this a lot, another Aisha egg. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Angan immediately has his hackles up. He knows what she's up to. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Federit actually kind of interrupts and brings up Alptakin, like, Semi Hahanam, I think maybe who you're looking for is Alptakin. Like, I so appreciated Ferry during this whole episode. Yes. Because yes. he does this. He stands up for Serkan twice. And that I felt like was another Aisha egg to say like, don't ruin this character. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually going to be one of Serkan's allies, you know, and what beautiful po- poetry considering Serkan thought he was his biggest, you know, um, yeah. danger basically to the company. Right. And he's proving to be an ally during this crazy time like mm-hmm. um so yeah i love that you know when he says that but semi has like this is when she makes a very vague statement like yeah Alptakin won't be answering to anyone or anything for a while blah 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 like and they're like what do you mean <laughs> yeah because angan winds up calling sarkon being like hey bro maybe do a wellness check on your dad and make yeah. sure he's alive and that you hear his voice because she's saying some weird things mm-hmm. <laughs> about your dad being unavailable yep <laughs> So, also real quick, uh, during this time mm-hmm. when her throne is brought in, mm-hmm. in front of her spot, there are three bells. And this could totally be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's or not. it's the designers and the set designers and maybe along with Aisha, more stuff because – Bells have a symbolism of ring out the old, ring in the new. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's just another yeah. out with the old, in with the new. And because she's got those big bells right in front of her spot. So I was like, you know, out of curiosity, mm-hmm. let me just look this up. Yeah. And sure enough. Well, and those haven't been there before. So they're clearly something of hers. Yep. And they're in every shot with her sitting in that chair. So. Yeah. So – yeah, that's really good. Gosh, this is the kind of stuff I'm going to miss. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> anyways. um, So after that whole thing happens, we do get a little quick, um, like, basically we find out the divorce papers have arrived. So Optikeen is alive somewhat because mm-hmm. he had enough time to go to court and file these papers and get them sent to Idon. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so that kind of rains on Idon's little parade that she's kind of having for herself in the house. Um, Ifer then shows up because she's about to be like, hey, do you want to do this thing with me with Alexander? Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. You mentioned this. But she winds up – it kind of winds up being like a pep talk powwow. <laughs> yeah. Because Idon's like, what – you know, what in the world? I gave this man all my life and – is there this wrong with me? Is there that wrong with me? And Ifair's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you're not the one at fault here. He is, you know, so it's kind of this whole girl power thing mm-hmm. that winds up happening. Okay, this next scene, I was like, okay, this was for sure, like, Aisha making it clear. I was like, it was funny because, you know, the end of 22, beginning of 23, Everyone was freaking out about how Sarkon would never have let, you know, so-and-so in her house. Who wouldn't have this? And we were like, no, he would have done all of that because he's nice. The biggest thing is the fact that he wouldn't be eating pizza. Exactly. And Aisha <laughs> very much made that clear in yeah. this scene because when Edda shows up and he opens the door and she goes, pizza delivery. And he says, I don't like pizza. Uh-huh. And I was like, see, we were right. That was the most un thing in that, like, we, she reminded us twice in this episode uh-huh. of his health consciousness yes. and his eating habits with mm-hmm. this and with the hot chocolate. Yes. And I, it was like, 
ding, ding, ding. This is Sir, Sir Khan. This uh-huh. is Sir Khan. Yep. So, yeah. I love that because I was like, okay, she's not being, you know, obviously, you guys, this is pure speculation. We <laughs> we have not had a conversation with her about this. So we could be totally off base. But I felt like these were just her little ways of saying like, yeah, don't go back and do what you did in, the, in those episodes mm-hmm. because you really r- drove it off the rails. So yeah. Sarkhan doesn't like pizza. And the funny thing, too, in that is that they made this whole big deal about him eating popcorn. Like, but he ate popcorn in episode 14 without yeah. so much of blinking an eye. He ate yeah. popcorn during their little movie date. But yet that was the thing they were making him be so like weird about was eating right. all this popcorn. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I felt like that was just her way of being like, yeah, this is Serkan mm-hmm. and keep him Serkan because as we know, he's not changing the, the there are things about him that are just not gonna change. And yep. And they shouldn't, like, because they're part of the core of who he is. And we um, were reminded of those again as well in yep. this episode. Yes, we he were. Was still very attentive to work. He was still working very hard. He was still essentially a workaholic. But yes. Also, but now knowing how to balance work and personal life. Yes. His habits of eating and his mm-hmm. health consciousness. Yep. The astronomy situation. It was so I I totally agree. Sorry, yep. I just hit my microphone. Sorry. Right. Um we're very yeah, we're <laughs> you guys because well, I always talk with my hands. Yes, so exactly. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say if you guys could see us, we tend to flail and use our hands a lot. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> if if somebody tied my arms down while I spoke, it would probably make me crazy. Uh-huh. I'm so it's such a self like subconscious thing. Yes. I yep. just I'm very expressive with my hands as I, as I talk. Yep. So sorry, anyway. guys. Anyways. So, so she's like, oh, maybe Balja ordered it. <laughs> I loved so such a good jab. It was just so such good. a good jab on Aisha's part. Yeah. So, um, you know, he he tells her like, okay, so, you know, I heard you spoke very calmly. How did it go? Because mm. he knows she didn't wind up speaking calmly. Yeah. And, you know, Edda says, of course, the problem is me. Um, she's here to supposedly heal my wounds, to change. And she even mentioned that you've blinded me. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next <laughs> part, you guys, when he's like, oh, Serkan blinded you, she said. And she says, mm-hmm. And he makes his turtle face. Mm-hmm. And then he says, so, everyone around us knows that you're blindly in love with me, but not you. Yeah. And again, I know he was saying it more as like a funny haha, but also it was an insecurity coming out. Oh, totally. And, you know, Edda smiles and it's kind of flirty. And she says, you know, if you mock me, then I'll leave. Mm -hmm. And he says, get me, which I felt like was another Aisha egg for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and so she's like, okay, Serkan, you know, I'm not leaving. It gets more serious. And she says, Mm -hmm. Serkan, I think. And he says, what do you think? She goes, I thought. That just maybe if I leave the firm, if I stay away from the firm, she'll give up. Like, basically, if she disassociates herself from Serkan and the firm, then grandma will flip back off to where she came from. Right. And he says, so you're going to give up. She's like, no, I'm not. It's not that I'm giving up. I just think I need to distance myself. He says, I understand you very well. And she says, then why are you looking like that? Hmm. What? He says, so the person you can so easily give up on in this life is me? And she's like, no, I didn't say anything like that. Mm-hmm. You misunderstand. And he says, yeah, maybe I misunderstood you from the beginning, Edda. 
And he's like, I'm going to go shave. I'll be back down. And listen, like, uh, that was such a a good and important scene. Like, yeah. Because we still see that it's a it's clearly a very pointed thing at this point why she why it has not been written for Edda to to um sh- specifically just say like no I'm not giving you up I love you. Mm-hmm. She's clearly having these internal struggles. She's clearly you know um we we honestly don't know much about her in expressing romantic love because, mm-hmm. you know, the only example we had was her very long distance relationship with Jank and, right. you know. Um, and so I'm in agreement that it is well past time. She absolutely needs to make this clear to him. So this is not me saying that she shouldn't tell him or whatever, but this is just me also saying like, shoot, I understand. Like, especially when mm-hmm. someone's just living in – confusion or fear or doubt like mm-hmm. you know like she's clearly str- internally struggling because she even go- she walks away you know pulls that book up do you have the i do what she's reading and thinking so he walks away she gets the madonna in a fur coat and she's it's it's her internally saying mm-hmm. he thinks i want to be afraid of him thinks I can refuse. In this life, the very last person I can refuse is him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how much I love him. How will I win his heart? If you love, talk to him. Mm-hmm. This is so obvious. So she heads up. Yes. And we get this whole shaving scene. And this was – this felt very <laughs> poignant <laughs> – Oh, it, the two of them. It a hundred percent was. Did you get I? Because I, I like Miriam's. Yes, I was like, because her. I loved her breakdown of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So she says, "Okay, it was a ridiculous idea." Because she comes in and he's shaving, and she's like, "I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I'm I'm gonna stay by your side." And he says, "Okay, yeah, until a new problem comes up." Mm. Which again, we have self conscious Sarkhan coming yeah. out. He's been trying so hard and he's so been so forthright hard. and he's been so loud about everything. But I mean, guys, can you imagine if mm-hmm. over and over you're giving your open heart to a person and they are still refusing to mm-hmm. decide one way or the other? Yeah. So he's like, so how can you blame him for saying, yeah, sure, until a new problem no, comes he, up? He needed to say that. This mm-hmm. was an entirely necessary Everything he said was entirely necessary in this scene. Yep. So she says, no, until you grow tired of me. And is this is her, right? Yes, yes. Okay. It's hard to tell from – I know. <laughs> from the, the camera the angle. Uh-huh. She says, I've always been with you after all that we've been through, and I'm still here for you. Do you realize that? Are you listening to me? You guys, this gutted me. <sighs> he says, I'm listening, but I can't feel it. He says, to be honest, I can no longer bother with somebody who isn't sure of her love. And she says, so are you telling me to leave you? And he says, I'm telling you to do whatever you want. That part, I was like, oh my gosh, this man. Oh, I was like, I wanted to be like, kiss him. Kiss him and tell him you love him. I know. If this isn't more of a cry for truth and reassurance feelings mm -hmm. yes like 
then I don't know what else is. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't like our state either, Sir Khan. If I could, I want to. I would plug myself into a machine, just like in that movie we watched, which we know is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes, you called that very good way back <laughs> in that episode. And I'd erase all my memories of you. And oh, again, he's <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but at the end of that movie, Edda, they were back together. So this is not a good example. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. Well, and I'm. I'm a tiny again. I I I get her. I get mm -hmm. I get the fear. I get the confusion. I get the doubt, the apprehension. Right. Because we've all dealt with that. However, it doesn't make you right. <laughs> mm -mm. And I couldn't help but be like a a little upset with her. Like you really want to just plug yourself into this machine and forget all about him? No, you do not. You don't. You're scared yeah. is what it is. You're scared. Mm -hmm. You don't want to forget him. You love him. Like, mm -hmm. and we know that, but he doesn't. And I think even he, yes, knows that. But there's a difference between knowing mm -hmm. and, you know, like, I know my husband loves me, mm -hmm. but if he didn't tell me on a regular basis right it'd be like okay well that's nice i'm glad to know you love me but it'd be nice for you to think to say it every once in a while you know right. what i mean like yep so i get it it's like mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's not enough just knowing that they love you it's like yeah but i want you to have enough thought and like love in your heart that you want to tell me that like that you yep. want to share that with me and that's mm -hmm. what he and that's that's where he's at yep exactly so She's like, so is that our problem? If we're together or not, that's why we have the contrast. And she says, Sarah Khan, can you try to understand me? Do you think that we've lived today as normal when we were expecting the company's new partner? We got the woman who wants to ruin our lives. My head is a mess. I don't know if I should leave or stay, run, fight. I just don't know. Please try to understand me. And then he says... Mm -hmm. Try to understand me too. Before you, I was like a machine, just someone who went to work and came back. But then you came. You touched my heart, and a lot of things changed for me. Then you removed your hand from my heart. Now I can either go back to my old machine self, or I'm sorry, now I, I can't go back to my old machine self. And I can't bear the weight of my heart without you. And he looks down mm -hmm. and he says, whether it's your grandma, another problem, or anything you're else, if your hand touches my heart, I'm ready to face anything. And then she says, which I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you girlfriend, you better act on this. Yep. Because she says, it's a deal, Serkan Bolat. Whether we're going through – sorry, whatever we're going through – Let's go through it together. And he says, okay. Then we'll welcome the new year together, a new year, new beginnings. Now, okay. And then she finishes shaving him and it's yeah. semi-erotic and we all love it. <laughs> yes. So, okay. First, this felt like another Aisha egg of her uh -huh. telling the new writers, don't go the obvious route of <laughs> yes. when all this hits the fan that she's just going to up and leave him because she believes that's what's going to be better. Right. Right. Especially because several times throughout this episode, she continues to tell Baba Ane, do your worst. You're underestimating me. Mm -hmm. So if these new writers have any brain cells, 
they will clearly know that she needs to stay by his side through all of this. Yep. The only way I will accept her, quote, giving him up mm-hmm. because she thinks it's going to be better for him mm-hmm. is if it's a fake out. Like, they both are in on this. Right. Like, not just Edda, but Sarkhan mm-hmm. too, that they're both in on this whole, like, okay, let's paint this picture. Let's do this. But then secretly, they're not only together, but they, like, go and get married because right. – Here's why that would be so great. One, she can't force Edda to marry this prince dude that's going to be coming. Right. Number two, then really and truly destroying Serkan would also mean destroying Edda. And mm. Baba Ane supposedly loves her granddaughter so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's mine is yours, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So it's like, okay, well, if you really truly love me, then you won't destroy Serkan because I you know, there's invisible handcuffs between us. Yeah. You know, we are partners for life now. And that will mean also destroying me. And if mm-hmm. you do that, that tells me your thirst for revenge and your hate for, you know, for my parents dying mm-hmm. is stronger than your love for me who's still here and alive. Yeah. Like, it would totally set that up for her to put that back on Baba Ane. Yeah. Um. So – that's the only way I will accept next week if they make it seem like she is giving him up, she is going to leave him and all this stuff is because mm-hmm. really secretly they're already married and that just won't be revealed until, you know, like the – The, the ninth hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. But if they really do this whole like I am going to give him up by this, it's like then you're clearly going against what has been set up right here for these yeah. characters because she's making it clear that she has agreed like, okay, we're going to go through it together. Yep. Um. And so the other thing I wanted to point out was I loved that it was like this parallel to Madonna in a fur coat when he, in episode 15 when Serkan is reading that passage when he talks about once her influence was gone out of my life, I went back to my former shell of a self. Mm. And the parallel being he actually can't do what the man in that book did. Yeah. He can't just go back to being – who he was he mm-hmm. can't just go back so i think that was also saying like look yes i use these parallels but as inspiration not to directly copy right um you know because otherwise sercom would go right back to being the quote robot machine self that he was before edda if we were following that book exactly yeah um, well even the callback to eternal sunshine yes the how it's like well mm-hmm. you can't erase the memory of mm-hmm. somebody you can't erase everything that's happened between two yeah. people yep so the best thing to do is to continue on with that story with everything that they've been through and who they are now, who they have become together, mm-hmm. and to continue from there. Yeah. Yep. New year, new beginnings. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, and then we get another parallel of that because we get Balja and Susie really quick continuing to go on with that theme. New year, mm-hmm. I'm going to enter it with Sarkhan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. So Sarkhan and Edda are back at the house. Now they're – I think they're just sitting like at the counter kind of talking and stuff. And, you know, he's explaining, listen, I know she's – I know what she's doing. Like, you know, I'm – he's explaining her moves to him. Like, of course she's, you know, going to be looking at personnel files. She's going to be looking for who she can get to. But like it's a a smart business move. Yeah. And Edda's like, listen, don't be so naive. 
And then that's when Angan calls and is like, maybe do a wellness check on your dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, then so they each call their moms mm-hmm. or mom and Hala. And it's funny because I wrote they each call their moms. That's yeah. really funny. Anyways. I mean, for all intents and purposes, yes. Iker yes. is her mom. Yeah. But and then they're like, okay, we're coming. So yeah, Ed Sarah basically goes to uh, the Bolot household because both women are there. They mm-hmm. reveal what's going on, who the partner is. It's it's Baba Ane. It's not good. Yeah. But please don't lose your minds. We're going to deal with this, et cetera, right. et cetera. Points out that dad is missing. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Aidan's not really that concerned because she's like, listen, he had time to send divorce papers. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. So, so just, yeah. The point over this is just everyone be careful. Semiha's dangerous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Semiha asks for Balja because she's chosen her pawn in this scheme. Mm-hmm. And uh, – it, I actually love that she calls out Balja for basically being a slacker and missing yes. the meeting. <laughs> and Balja, of course, is full of excuses. And she's like, oh, well, I, d- I found out about it late. Mm-hmm. And she's being a yes man to Semiha, telling her how she's a fast learner and Serkambe is helping her a lot. And mm-hmm. Eda, too. Eda such a nice person. And, oh, you remind me a lot of Eda. You guys blah. look quite alike. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Just being such a brown noser. So Semiha, I think, sees through her. And 100%. then he's like, okay, honey, you want to play this game? Come to lunch with me. <laughs> so, of course, Ball just like, oh, I don't have any plans. Yes, let's go to lunch. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I, we get another little thing that there's no news of Alptekin. Yeah. Sarah says they're going to work everything out. Ifair leaves. We switch back to lunch with Balja. Yes. And we get a couple back and forths here, but basically the whole lunch thing is Baba Ane and basically saying, yeah, honey, you're on my team now. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And also, I see right through you. It's clear you s- fell in love with this man within a couple days. And honestly, I don't really care what your motive is or how it is. All it matters right. to me is that you and I want the same thing, Edda and Serkan to not be together, yep. and you're going to make that happen. And if you yep. do, then things will be fine for you. Yep. Um. So that's what it boils down to is basically, you know, mm-hmm. she gives this whole love is war thing. Right. It's a battlefield. Um, and I, you know, I love at is that a battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pat Benatar. Um, so I, I also noticed, I was like, you know, every time I keep looking at Baba Ane's necklace, it reminds me of a spider web. How fitting. Like, uh huh. Yeah. I don't know if that I was on Moran purpose. I said that during the live watch. Did she? Yes. Because it totally – I was like, this is like a spider web, like a black widow she leading is them like all – She like a spider, yeah. them all to their deaths. Yep. She's um, spinning her webs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just thought of – sorry, that reminded me of something that I'm reading. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry if there's an awkward transition there, you guys. We had to pause. <laughs> I was having microphone issues. So um, anyhow, yeah. So basically, Baba Ane and Balja are – you know, they're going to be allies mm-hmm. and we just know they're going to be working to tear Edsar apart. So mm-hmm. that's the whole point of this. Um, yeah. Meanwhile. Yeah. So the moms have left and Serkan and Edda are alone at the Bolat's house and he is worried about her because mm-hmm. he can tell that she's upset. So he's like, are you okay? <laughs> and he – She's like, I'm fine, and we get a little more backstory. Do you have this? Um, no, I didn't take screenshots. I just oh, okay, kind of wrote I down did. what it I was. Just have to find. 
I did love this, though. I loved it, and it also, like, broke my heart just because, like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we need screenshots for this. I mean, yeah. Basically, what it boils down to is she's like, I'm going to start having nightmares now again. And he's like, what nightmares? And so Mm -hmm. she kind of explains when they first started was because when she was young and she's like, you know, I already told you how Baba Ane came and tried to like take me back with her. Yeah. And, you know, my aunt was fighting to keep me and, you know, it scared Mm -hmm. me. So I ran away from home. Well, I was wearing this bracelet that my mom had given me, you know, and she explains it's like a charm, you know, it's a charm bracelet. It has things, you know, your things that you desire on it, things like stars or flowers or hearts. hearts. Um, And he's like, oh, okay, I understand, you know. And she's like, but basically I fell as I was like running up this hill. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it until later, but the bracelet must have broken and fallen off and I mm-hmm. lost it. And she's like, and now basically I just have these nightmares where I'm constantly running. Mm-hmm. And he scoots closer. He takes her hands and, you know, he's like, well, let me tell you about the Ada Yildas I know. And basically that, you know, she doesn't run away. She's a fighter. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. And then again, about the whole new year, new beginnings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, therefore, all all these things that are coming up from the past, let's deal with it so that we can close this topic and have, yes. you know, this fresh start. Yep. And, you know. And she's like, you're right, I won't run away. And I felt like that was another Aisha thing saying, "Yes, don't make her contradict herself mm-hmm. because Edda Yildiz is not running away. Mm-hmm. And we get this again when she comes home and sees Semiha in the house and she freaks out and she's like, Hala, I'm not staying here. I'm going to go. And and she, she and uh, Aisha are talking and she's like – just for the night. I'm just going to go for the night because she is kind of running away from Semiha because she's invaded her home, her space, her right. safe place. And uh, Ifair is just as upset about it, of mm-hmm. course. And she's like, th- they're talking about it and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go, but just for tonight. And she, they're kind of encouraging each mm-hmm. other not to run. Right. And Ifair's like, we'll deal with this. And Ada says something to the effect of, well, we can't move on until we deal with the things from the past. Mm-hmm. Because I think Ifair says, you know, new year, new beginnings kind right. of a thing. And she's like, yes, but we're not truly going to be able to move on unless we deal with the past. So again, we're getting these parallels, these continuations of these themes Absolutely. throughout the whole episode. Absolutely. Um, well, and even that, I mean, we can probably talk about it more when we get there, but I even took that whole thing about Baba Ani staying with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, that felt like another Aisha thing. Like, yeah, I don't know what you were doing with that whole her house prep thing, but mm. this Baba Ani would not stay separately because she's just inserting herself into their lives in mm. any way she can. Because I'm like, if we followed suit of episode 23, was it? Then yeah. Baba Ane has a whole mansion she's staying at right. that was prepared for her. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly not the case yep. with this. So I felt like that was another Aisha correction of like, mm. okay, here's what this woman is like and what yeah. she does. So yeah. anyways. Um, Good point. So Serkan's like, hey, there was an errand Layla was supposed to do for me, but I think it'd actually be better if I did it. And if you mm-hmm. came along – you know, what do you say? And she's like, sure, I'll come with you. Well, he's getting fitted for a suit, mm-hmm. a very, very nice suit. 
Yeah, and, and he's got this patterned waistcoat that just killed mm-hmm. me. Was it was like, like textured and patterned and oh like. gosh. <sighs> and then he's like, are you better? And she's like, yes, I'm better. Because <laughs> we get, you know, she's fixing his tie. She's like brushing off his shoulders and chest. Like that would make me all me. better too. Uh-huh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Me too, Ada. Me too. So Balja is at the company and she puts out a suggestion box essentially. And I really, <laughs> I really love how it was made explicitly clear that nobody likes her, that <laughs> nobody likes her. They all roll their eyes at her weird sweetness, at her mm-hmm. fakeness, mm-hmm. how she's like, Tatlam, Janam. And like Layla rolls her eyes at her. Erdem is like, Tatlam? Like he just seems uh-huh. confused by her. And they all think that this is a terrible idea to put out a a suggestion box but they're mm-hmm. like okay fine do whatever you want whatever so it's just i i thought that was a nice little oh touch. i totally agree so um you know ed sarah arrives back at work and so balja suggests a new year's eve party to Sarkon, who basically is like <laughs> well i don't know edda do we have plans <laughs> So good. So good. The immediate deferring to her. Yep. Well, and I even like to – I felt like some of this was a bit of a correction from uh, 23 also because there was so much of the bet and jealous Edda plot that was like, you know, um, contradictory to even the Edda in that episode where they had him – they even had her say, like, I trust Serkan. He wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But her actions towards Balja in this episode are much more representative of that than 23. Like, Very. you know, she clearly doesn't like her and she doesn't trust her. But she's not being this over-the-top kicking him under the table, you know, at lunch. making Outrightly his... rude to her. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like this was a, an Aisha correction, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know – she does say, well, Sarah Khan only spends special days like that with loved ones, not with, like, everybody. Yep. And um, and I love it because he is kind of, like, looks at Edda and is like, so you're going to spend New Year's Eve with me then? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she's so, like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So then he goes into the office and somebody, please, tag me or show me where there – somebody had to have gift this already – made a gif of his reaction when he throne. sees that throne because it's so funny it's going to be such a good reaction gif for like so many things oh yeah anyways so he calls edda in that was i loved that i love that he sees it and he's uh, you can see the buneya on uh-huh, his face uh-huh. but hit the first thing out of his mouth is edda uh-huh. <laughs> So she comes in and I love it because she's like, oh, yeah, that's my grandmother for you. She's come here to set up her dynasty. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And he's like, don't exaggerate. It's it's just a chair. And she's like, a chair? This is a throne. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So Serkan's looking through the dossier she left, you know, that Baba Ane left. And this is when he's like, see, I'm impressed. She's doing all these things that I would expect a partner to do. Like, right. she's, you know. She's and, actually doing the work for it. Right. Yeah. And Edda still is like, I can't believe how calm you are with this. Like, mm-hmm. my grandmother became your partner, but here you are by my side. You know, she's like, 
Serkan from before, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's gone. Yeah. And she, you know, he says, I want to see a new Edda and a new Serkan. A new page. A new page. And so she's like, okay, I'll go get some coffee, focus mm-hmm. on my grandmother because who knows what she's up to. Yep. And she's like, who knows what the one who brought this throne will not do. Like basically there's nothing someone who would bring him their own throne yeah. wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, so she heads over to grab some coffee and Jaren mm-hmm. is there because she only had work to do with the holding today. So she's just going to park it in there. It's nice yes. and quiet. So they have a chat, and again, we get a reinforcement that Eda has decided not to run. Mm-hmm. And Jaren is excited, and so she's asking if she and Serkan are – I'm sorry, if she and Semiha will – no, if she and Serkan will work together, if Eda and Serkan will work together because of Grandma. And she's like, she's going to hit you where you're the weakest right now, and that's mm-hmm. your heart. And so Eda is kind of – confirming that she's still conflicted about Serkan mm-hmm. and spending time with him. We get more of this later when she tells the girls she doesn't know what to do about New Year's Eve. But Jaren is just kind of encouraging her. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't run away. You can do this. If yeah. you and Serkan are going to, you know, be together to fight her, then do it. Fight mm-hmm. her together. Yes. So, you know, um, yeah. So basically, and I like it too because – Jaren's like, I know you'll do the right thing. She's not just flat mm-hmm. out telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so then we kind of touched on this already. You know, Baba Ane shows up at iFairs, forces herself inside via invite. Yeah. And that's when, you know, I, Don, and Safi wind up showing up. Yeah. she does. We get the whole introduction of I soon and her son to, you know, to disguise I, Don's, um, uh who she really is because, yes. you know, we don't know what she got planned for these bolots. So mm-hmm. we get know. a little moment where Eda has to call grandma because they have to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you know, plus Altikin won't answer his phone. Right. She's like, where we need to meet <laughs> because yeah. we can't figure out what's going on with Altikin. And grandma stays on the phone longer and acts like her and ed are on such sweet terms yes like so stupid so stupid but during that scene when serkan's checking on her to ask her to call grandma for a meeting he brings her lemon water because he knows how tense she is i thought that was later and no that's later oh is it it is yeah we've We've got oh. the whole art life meeting. Yep, yep, yep. You're totally right. I was corresponding where my screenshots were with where my oh. notes were, and they were in two <laughs> very different spots. Okay. So, yeah, Serkan checks I mean, her- there's not much between, but- No, you're right, though. Basically, and he, when she makes that phone call, it she's like, okay, I'll be there in two hours, does her whole extra on the phone mm-hmm. after Edda hangs up for iFair's sake. And- um. You know, they she and Ifair argue more about re, regarding the bolots. Like, oh, are you their lawyer now? Blah blah blah. Um, right. She says she has professional plans and she yes. avoids all the questions about Alptekin. Yes, she, says she came to defend her do- granddaughter from the bolots. Blah blah blah. And yeah, whatever. And yeah. I I posted in the group that I am Fifi. Fifi is me. Yes, because she's like. I don't think you like to talk much. That's what grandma says to Fifi. And she's like, no, I'd rather uh, portray my feelings with my eyes. Uh-huh. So good. <laughs> so she nopes on out of there. There's kind of a weird, not yeah. not not quite flirty, but a little bit flirty moment uh-huh. between her and the guard dude. Because he knows exactly who she is as she's walking away. And he's like, okay, vegan Hanum. 
And he's got a big old smile on his mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I won't forget you. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what's yep. going on here? <laughs> I mean, how cool would that be? Like, those two wind up having something and he then winds up, like, being on their side. Like, you know what I mean? Like, double crosses mm-hmm. Baba Ane. I'd love that. There's a little open door there. Mm-hmm. So – now there's the meeting at Art Life regarding Semiha because she's not back yet. But basically, Serkan's called right. them all in about just being more vigilant. She clearly has a plan, but you know mm. we just need to be like we always are on top of things, vigilant. Yes. Um, you know, trust me because even Pearl gets a little stressed. Like I don't like these last minute changes, and he's like, "Look, I've got a plan. I'd rather not talk about it all right here. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's just trust me." Mm-hmm. So again, this could be another Aisha nugget, like. Maybe he's got this whole fake thing art. Maybe he's kind of the start of this whole like fake breakup for appearances, yet we're really a united front, you know, Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Like I just feel like she's setting up all this very obvious stuff for these – this new team to follow. And I just really, really hope that they do. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, um, you know, Balja walks in at this point when the meeting is just about over and she's like, it's basically secret Santa, but for New Year's Eve and it's not a secret. secret. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because so she yeah. walks in is like time to draw names and then she's like Sarah Conbe, like how funny I drew your name and it's your turn to draw because you're our boss and he draws Balja's name because she's literally written her name on every single piece of paper you guys so she makes sure he gets her yeah I love that Edda mouths Balja uh-huh. <laughs> right before he pulls uh-huh. it <laughs> she knows oh she knows but I love and that she she's just, like, what a liar you are. She, like, says that to her after Balja, quote, gets a phone call uh-huh. and has to answer it right as Edda's like, oh, it's my turn mm-hmm. to, oh, Balja, let me pull a name. And she's like, oh, sorry, honey. You can do it later. I have a phone call. Uh-huh. Because she has to go really put all the other names back in the thing now. Yes. And I love it. I just love this subtlety of, like, Edda's totally onto her, but not mm-hmm. doing this, like, over-the-top thing. Like, yep. Um, because that's. That has always been Edda. Like, I mean, hello, even when she said to Celine way back in episode seven, if I got jealous of every woman Serkan was around, he wouldn't be with me. Yes. Like, you know, and obviously, I mean, I know that was for show back then, but even then, like, right. yeah, yeah. So it's like. And Celine was way more of a threat than Balja is at all. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, but, um, so anyways, we get this whole, um, you know, Baba Ane Bolat talk with, quote, I soon and I fair, basically how she's like, oh, I don't trust these people. I bought share. We just – she kind of gives them background of what she's doing, not knowing she's telling Idon and Safi yes. this. Yes. So – Safi calling Idon a name is oh, my favorite thing So dang cute. So then we do the name – the actual name drawing for everyone else. Yes. Um, and everyone wants her them. They're all switching around for people. It's really funny. So then we get the lemon water moment with – Yes. Which, you know, again, this felt like another thing that Aisha was kind of like saying, look, I didn't forget about all of this. Here's here's one more nod to it. Yep. You know, because Serkan walks in and he's like, I know you've been stressed, um, you know, so I brought you lemon water and, you know, because the most beautiful, you know, um, the the most beautiful, smartest woman in the world basically – told me that this would call me like mm-hmm. i so i just love that it's like he clearly has all these little nuggets tucked away and they're precious and important to him mm-hmm. um you know and i i just love it you know so he she kind of smiles like lo- you can tell she loves the fact that he remembered that and 
you know, um, we kind of find out Altakin's alive because he's like, look, my dad even texted me back and said he'd get in touch with me. Yes. You know, and needs some time to clear his head. And I love this because she hasn't even taken a drink of the water yet. And she's like, oh, good. I calmed down. And he says, how wonderful you calmed down even without drinking the water because Sarakon is really the calming effect that she needs. Um, he is. Anyways, so uh, he then is like, okay, well, now that you're calm, I have a request for you. And he's like, and to be honest, I can't really settle this without you, but I need to buy gifts for the team. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you? And he says, yes. She's like, yourself. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm changing. Therefore, we're going to buy them together and you will choose. And again, for anyone who's like, Sarkon's changing too much, blah, blah, blah. He's not because he does buy gifts for his team every year, which we find out later. But – the change is that he wants to be thoughtful about it this yeah. year. It's not just going to be some random thing that nobody likes or cares about. Like blue light blocking glasses. Which exactly. Is, <laughs> which is what Airdem winds up telling us <laughs> that he bought them last year. Um, so yeah, like clearly the intent and the thought is there to like do things for them. Mm-hmm. But it just – there wasn't as much like heart and soul put into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the – not change we'll call it evolving yes is is that he's like i actually want to put thought into it but i still need your help like your touch is going to be you know what helps with that so you know so we switch over to uh angan and pearl because angan is again talking about the whole parent situation and pearl is kind of ends up asking for reassurance like Listen, what if things don't wind up like mm-hmm. you're planning when it comes to our parents? And he kind of doesn't understand, but right. he essentially is like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Like, you're my – what he calls her, like, his fire fire lady and uh-huh. so, something, something like that. <laughs> I want to uh, – never mind. Um, so they they kind of continue this through – we get a couple more scenes with them. Um, I'll just kind of finish their – storyline if you don't yeah. mind yeah yeah um i really loved their they're scene at home the house yes because they're putting he's decorating the tree but of mm-hmm. course it's like a big fat mess and she mm-hmm. comes out and she's like oh why are you the way that you are <laughs> but they they have more parent talk and she's yeah. like she ends up explaining she yes says, she opens up about it mm-hmm. yeah because he's like you know, whatever happens, you know, my parents are so easygoing. Mm-hmm. They're really fun. They're not going to care about anything. They'll love you no matter what. Right. They'll love your parents no matter what. Going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, my parents are not like your parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a loving family like you. They fought a lot. I didn't grow up seeing them, you know, loving each other. They mm-hmm. didn't really seem to love me. And they weren't sociable. They weren't kind. And she has never said anything because she thought that he would judge her for it. Right. And he – they she like kind of breaks down to yes. him about it. I actually love this because this is the first time we really see Parole. Like, I mean, we've seen her upset with him when he's like done stupid stuff. We've seen that. Right. But like to see her just truly be vulnerable. Yes. Where she's like – Okay, she's reached her limit and just has to let it out. Because mm-hmm. she just, like, bursts into tears and just, like, 
lets him embrace her and yeah. encourage her and tell her it's okay. Yeah. Like, you know. And ugh. she tells him, I love you so much. Yeah. And he says the same. And I was like, I was really impressed with Bashak's acting chops mm-hmm. with this whole scene. I was like, I, I was like, man, we finally get to see like a really good scene for Bashak to show us her acting. Yeah. So after this, because of this, mm-hmm. Angin just gets the idea that look, it doesn't have to be anybody but Mm-mm. us for our wedding. And he gets everything all planned and he plans a little elopement for them. And they just have a nice little ceremony yes. of just them with Erdem uh-huh. and Layla. Yep, because they need witnesses. Yep. And they have a, an adorable little on-the-fly wedding. And yes. it was a great way to not wrap up their storyline. No. But to kind of give them a little bit of a resolution with the whole parent situation. Yes. So, yeah, I loved – which I already touched on why I loved that for so many reasons. You know, because maybe it's a tiny foreshadowing that Angan will be like, look, bro, I've had to plan a quick secret elopement before. Mm -hmm. Let me help you with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And notice, too, it all went very smoothly. Like – Very which, you know, is not typical for Engen when – because, you know, he just kind of haphazardly throws things together and it right. usually something winds up exploding. And right. this didn't. And I loved that. Like, mm-hmm. I loved that. That was perfect. So, yeah, um, yeah I I really liked that conclusion for them. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the fair the – fair, Jerfair scene? Okay, Their, their whole storyline with all of this? Okay. They're <laughs> – the, okay, if I already didn't like adore Ferit at this point and like wasn't rooting for him, this would make me do so. Mm-hmm. He does he does a re-meet cute. Like I know. It's adorable. Okay, because he's like, listen, I think we need to like start over. We need something to kind of push the reset button. He's like, take these, take these files. And she's like, What? And he's like, just take it. She's like, okay. And they, you know, and he's like on the on they kind of face back to back. Mm-hmm. He's like, and on the count of three, turn around. Mm-hmm. So they like turn around and he like knocks the files from her. And then he totally recreates their moment in the lobby. Um, they had met before that, but this was really their first like um like interaction. Yeah. I mean, like, cause you know, she took him to the hospital for his panic attack and they had tea afterwards, you know, but this was like their first meet after that, where I think they both kind of felt something. Mm. Um and so, you know, because when when they had had that tea and stuff after his panic attack, he was still engaged to Celine and as far as we knew, marrying her. Mm-hmm. So his mind wasn't really on like, oh, here's this other woman. His was more stressed about what am I going to do about this. Right. So after he's, you know, kind of free from Celine and they have this little run in, it's adorable and you kind of sense the spark between them. So I love that that's what he recreated. Yeah. Jaren clearly adores it. Um and so we get a few more interactions with them because later on he's like, I drew your name, but I realized, you know, we only met earlier today and I don't really know you. <laughs> and so I need, you know, I need some guidance on what to do for you. And she's kind of like, nope, you're just going to have to figure it out. Like, yeah. Um, and it's but it's cute and flirty. It's not her just being like, no, figure it out. You know, it's, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. And so and he does. He totally does. He's if like, if any guys listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. look, this is the way to go. This you ask her friends. You ask around if you're not sure what to get her as yep. for a gift. Yep. Try to be thoughtful, and boy, he knocks it out of the park. He does number one because he clearly did his research correctly, and Layla helped him because we get a little wink between them yes. as she walks by. God bless Layla. 
And on number two, again, another Aisha egg, we bring back the whole Jaren's interest in shoes, the fact that she enjoys designing shoes. Yep. All of that. So I love that that was kind of brought back into the mix mm-hmm. and acknowledged, you know, because she she tells him, like, you did well. This is perfect. Like, so I love where things are headed and kind of healing between them with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love their little side story. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyone who's been unsure about him, if you're still <laughs> unsure about him, you can't now. Like, he's proven himself an excellent ally to Sercon, which we're about to see. Yep. And then now this stuff with Jaren. So, um, because now, um, you know, uh, Ed Sarah comes back from gift shopping Mm. and okay, what was the whole, like, Layla, can you take my coat to the dry cleaner? Layla got, or, uh, Ed got excited and spilled coffee. I was like, okay, was that just supposed, it felt, I I don't, okay. My guess is that it was supposed to explain their wardrobe change because they both are in different outfits than they were at the beginning of the same day, supposedly. Oh. Like, this is all still the same day. Okay. So my guess was, like, something happened and they both got coffee on them, so they had to change their clothes. Oh, Okay. And maybe they just threw that line in there to explain. Because they're both wearing totally different outfits. Well, Twitter had very much dirtier ideas about what was going on. Well, I also thought about that. But I was thinking, like, logically. But, yeah, also part of me was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. you guys got excited, huh? (laughs) So I was like, because it just felt it wasn't a throwaway. There was no reason for it. Like, that was my most... G-rated and logical uh-huh. explanation <laughs> that I could think of uh-huh. was there was some situation because y- coffee, you know, it's not like spilling water on yourself. Right. No, it does. Coffee yeah. is a big fat mess. Yeah. If you get it everywhere. Right. And you, I would want to do the same. I'd be yeah. like, man, I can I just change? Like, yeah. Will you drop me back at home and I'll change? Or the uh, my other G-rated thing was like, <laughs> or just to show again, like – he didn't lose his dang mind over the fact that something happened to one of his suits. Like, mm. you know, like. Yeah. Because episode one, two, three, Sarkon. Oh, yeah. Imagine someone like yeah. spilling food or or even like in episode 16, was it? When the baby throws up on him and he's <laughs> like, this is disgusting. This is, the, this is the worst. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, granted, it's different than coffee. But yeah, so I don't know right. if it's just maybe like to show more little evolvement where it's like look i realize this isn't that important i can send it to the dry cleaner it's Mm -hmm. gonna be fine but i felt like there was maybe more of like an easter egg there (laughs) but yeah anyways moving on so they they got they got gifts for everybody yes and semiha's like oh i thought you weren't gonna come back blah 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 i know (laughs) it's ridiculous he explains that he wanted to be thorough before they met. He wanted mm-hmm. to go through the whole dossier and he was impressed by the file. And she, obviously, that's not what she was expecting to hear from nope. him. So they go and they have a little meeting and she explains that when she comes into a company, she doesn't look at the numbers. She doesn't look at the different. <laughs> Zuzu's got, <laughs> Zuzu's got oh, thoughts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she doesn't look at that stuff. She looks to the employees because they're going to be where the real information is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically, um, 
you know, she's like, so what I've learned is that Sarkhan is not very approachable. He makes decisions without consulting everyone, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And God bless Farid because he's like, you know, Semihahanam, thanks for the trouble. Eh. You know, he's like, but we already have a great routine here and we're just going to continue with that. Also, um, the people that you're referring to are not employees of the holding, mm-hmm. which is what you're a partner of. These are mm-hmm. Art Life employees. So the yep. report seems to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Stay stay informed. I loved that final line. Stay informed. <laughs> it was, you know why? Because it sounded like, you know what? Stay pressed. Like, yeah. It was so good. So good. So good. And I love that it was somebody else. It wasn't Serkan getting defensive. It wasn't even Eda getting defensive. No. It was Ferry of all people. It was out of everyone in that room who would uh-huh. have a reason yep. to side with Baba Ane. Yes. It was Ferry. And yep. I love it because Serkan's like, thank you, Ferry. And he's like, but, you know, I agree. I don't really want to separate these two. We're all working here together. Like he, again, agrees with her. Like, let's keep them all mushed together for now. Yes. Um, You know, and I wrote, I trust him because this man knows business. He knows how to deal with people who are seeking his demise. We've seen mm-hmm. it before. You know, so basically he's in agreement. The meeting's over. Everyone leaves except for, you know. Uh, him and Eda and. Baba um, Ani. Yeah. So she starts talking about how she wants to hire a decorator for her office and she's like maybe your mom mm-hmm. and Edda immediately is like she doesn't decorate offices yeah <laughs> just love how immediately she's like no you stupid idiot like uh-huh. <laughs> so good find somebody else because he offers pearl because she's a good mm-hmm. she's a good designer and she's like well good isn't good enough i don't want the word good i need the best maybe yeah so whatever uh-huh. so she so this was interesting to me because Serkan is like um okay so let me just ask a question mm-hmm. he's like can you just tell me are you planning to stay long term mm-hmm. or is this going to be a quick thing where you're helping us with the company and then you leave soon right he's trying to get a sense of the timeline here and maybe how long he's gonna have to deal with her so um she explains that she is only gonna be there for a couple weeks yeah before she decides what to do with her shares yeah which i'm like i don't think you're telling the truth lady Mm -hmm. so anyway that was just interesting to me and i again it was like i'm like thinking he has a plan for this Mm -hmm. he has a plan for her clearly he wouldn't be asking a question like this otherwise right i agree so you know um he she goes out to go to her temporary upstairs office and ed is like i'm gonna go talk with her Mm -hmm. and so sarah again reminds her to be calm and and that's when i wrote okay you know I keep wondering if this is a subliminal message from Aisha because so many times that we're being we're seeing him tell her to calm down. And then that's yeah, when I was like, I wonder if this is subliminal. Um, it didn't work. I was not calm, as you all know <laughs> from our hour-long rant. Um, uh-huh. anyways, so you know, she goes upstairs, talks with her, and you know, when she walks in all indignant and ready for a fight, Baba Ane's like Balja's right. You do look like me. And she's like, I don't look like you. I look like my dad. Mm. And, you know, 
Baba Ana gives this whole, I didn't take screenshots because basically it's like this whole, what's mine is yours, blah, blah, blah. And it is like, see, that's the problem though. You don't seem to get, I don't want anything of yours. I want Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you. I'm not impressed by any of this. I don't want Mm -hmm. your money. You know, she's like, yeah, clearly I know because you, you even refused to go to school when you found out I'd be the one paying for it. And she's like, yes, exactly. So doesn't that tell you I want nothing to do with you? Um, You know, and then she's like, you didn't want my mom. And now you're doing the exact same thing. You're doing the exact same thing to me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to allow that. And, you know, she's like, and you, the fact that you didn't want my mom led to them living basically in poverty and led to them barely being able to afford this house that wound up killing them. So yeah, you're at fault for this. And Baba Ane is like, Mustafa was my son too. This is a sensitive subject. And I'm like, you know what? The fact that she has the audacity to say that to her. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I'm like, clearly it's not because you're more hell-bent on your revenge than anything else. Yep. And – you and controlling your yep, gra- your granddaughter yep, who you've and never you had a gave, relationship with. Nope. And you gave you had such little regard for your son who you supposedly loved, according to this statement, mm-hmm. that yeah, the choices you made did inadvertently lead to them dying. So goodbye. Um, well, and Edda calls her out for it. She says, We both know that you've come mm-hmm. to take revenge on the Bolat family. Yep. What did you do with Alptekin Bolat? <laughs> Which uh-huh. I, I love that she's like, Did you hold did a you gun do? to his head? Did you this? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Did you threaten him? Yeah. Did you <laughs> hold a gun to his head? And she's like, I don't waste my time with such simple methods. She, which I was like, Dang, girl, you sound even scarier. <laughs> yeah. This woman is psycho. Mm-hmm. But even so, Edda's like, I'm not an easy target for you. Mm-mm. You will leave everything about Serkan and you will leave you'll leave the the shares to Serkan and you're gonna get the heck out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh grandma again, she's back with this whole thing where yep. she's like, It's up to you, Edda. It's up mm-hmm. to you how long I'm here. It's up to you how I treat the Bolat family, and it's mm-hmm. up to you how long I am part of this company. I don't care about this company. I don't need this company. And I could get rid of these shares at any time. And I could give them to you, she basically even says. Yep. Well, and you know, she basically lays out this ultimatum that mm -hmm. the Bolot's lives and livelihoods are in her hands. Yep. And, you know, and I love it though, because again, this is Aisha clearly stating Edda doesn't run away or back down or give in to her grandmother because she Mm -hmm. says, do your worst. I'm not afraid of you. You keep underestimating me. Yep. Which, again, would tell me there's a whole behind-the-scenes plan and inner workings happening. So, new writers, please, I cannot plead enough with you to please follow this path. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, you know, she storms out. Serkan asks if she's okay. I don't love this, though, because – you know, she's like, yeah, it's fine. It's all the same stuff. It's me. It's me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, that's not entirely true. And even Serkan consents. And he's like, are you sure you're telling me everything? Yeah. And and so part of me, too, is like, well, even if she's not, I bet he sees through that and is going to – is making plans according to that, too. Like, he he knows better. Yeah. He has to know better. Um, So, you know, uh, I didn't really love where that kind of left off. Um. Because she should have been like, well, yeah, she's looking to destroy you and your mom. And if I don't do what she says, then, you know, because um, this would have been yeah. a good time to reinforce the whole like, well, we agreed. We're in this together. Yeah. So um, Baba Ane is getting in all the employees' good graces because she's doubled their end of year bonuses. That's right. 
and Erdem runs up and hugs her, which, you know what this made me think of was, even though at this point in EK, Aisha was no longer writing, but, like, when JJ, like, is all loving to Huma and, like... Calling her uh-huh. mom. It just... It, Erdem doing that just totally made me think of JJ being all, like, trying to be <laughs> all... Gym. Uh-huh, on a gym. to Huma. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, Sir Khan very appropriately gives um, ball crap her present mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And it's an astrology book because he found out she's introduced introduced sorry interested good lord in astrology and this shade was so- <laughs> well is it are you talking about when she asks him if he's interested in astrology yes or what well, because okay. they had talked about this because she's like oh I, they have that whole thing where she's like oh i love the stars too uh-huh. and then he's like because she's like, oh, yeah, well, you love the stars too, don't you? And he's like, no, I'm interested in astronomy. Astronomy, not astrology. Not astrology. So <laughs> good. Like, oh, I wish I could stop work and go read all day. It's like, oh. whatever. And then, and then leave. Well, and, <laughs> and then, then him being like, Edda picked it out. <laughs> or no, I don't think he says it. She actually says it when yeah. Sir Khan walks away. She's like, yeah, I had a feeling you were interested in astrology, so I picked that out for you. And, and then, then they each say their signs. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I love it because Bell's just like, well, we can read ours together. And it is like, can we? I can't <laughs> wait. I – oh, I loved that so, so much. I loved it. So I thought this is interesting. Obviously, there are many other things that you could look up as far mm-hmm. as astrology. It is kind of an endless topic. But Eda is a Taurus, mm-hmm. and Tauruses are very known to be practical, determined, ambitious. They are famous for their stubbornness, but there's more to them than that. Uh, they share traits of beauty, artistry, and I mean, this says a love of luxury and comfort, which is not Edda to me. But they're very well known to be intelligent, dependable, mm-hmm. hardworking, dedicated, and stubborn. And I was like, how much is that our girl Edda? And uh, Scorpio is what Balja is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I was like, wow, okay, they're very jealous. They're the good strengths are they're resourceful, they're brave, which we know Bulja is very brave with the crap that she pulls, passionate, a true friend, but they uh, can be very distrusting, they can be jealous, they can be secretive, and they are very well known to be passionate and assertive people. They're determined and decisive. When they know what they want, they go for it. Hmm. And they're also the sign most associated with, um, like, sensuality, which I thought was interesting Mm -hmm. because of what Balja's character is turning out to be like. So I just looked that up real quickly. I love that. Because I was like, let's see if there's some interest in there. Well, yeah, because they exchange their signs. So do. Um, then we get this whole – I mean, we, we touched on this a little bit already, but, like, Baba Ani is super snotty about Ifair's cooking. And I'm like, hey, wench, a world-famous chef loves her cooking, so you yep. know nothing. Yeah, Just her stupid little, like, let's go have dinner out. Put all that away. This looks t- looks and smells terrible, blah, blah, blah. 
And she's so awful. She's so awful. And then, of course, this is when, again, we touched on this. Edda gets home, sees she's there, mm-hmm. is like, I'm not staying here. I'll be back so we can handle this and we can stand firm against her, but I need to get away for the night. Yeah. You know, and kind of encourages Ifair to do the same thing, like mm-hmm. stand firm, yada, yada. So, and then her line to Ifair was, we can't live in the new year without settling old accounts. I think mm-hmm. that was the line you were talking about when yeah. we – Touch on this. So I said, oh, how funny, because whose house does she go to? Sarah And of course, supposedly it's for her. She does have a moment of panic mm-hmm. when, um, you know, when she's like, Sarah I think I took screenshots because she says, listen, I have to tell you something. I'm just going to stay here in the doorway because I have to go. Mm. You know, my grandma's staying at my house and I just need to get away from there. I'm going to go stay at Jaren's, but I have to tell you this first. And he's like, okay, tell me. She's like, listen, we can't be together. We cannot be. We just can't. I can't cope with this matter because in the end, we'll wind up apart. You'll get bored with me or my grandmother will separate us. She'll do something. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just totally calm and he's like, Edda. She's like, what? And he says, stay here. <laughs> I love that. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, stay here tonight. And she's like, Sirkan, I literally just said we can't be together and you say to stay here. And he's like, nothing will happen, Edda. Um, and then he says, since we cannot spend the new year together. And I think because he's saying like, because you keep saying you're not sure mm. if you're going to spend the new year with me. So basically like, if you're not going to do that, then spend this time with me. At least stay here tonight. And it's funny because she smiles and is just like, I can't believe this man. And she's like, okay. And then she says, last time. And he says, last time. Like, and we all scoffed mm-hmm. and uh-huh. said, sure, Jan. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I love that. I just love it. He's just so – he – I just love that we can consistently see how sure he is of her. Like – Yeah. So yep. – um, So um, they're just kind of chatting and we kind of start to go down memory lane mm-hmm. because Edda says, remember when we pretended to be engaged and I brought my all my stuff to your house? And he's like, yeah, it's hard to forget. <laughs> He says, yeah. but the game is over, isn't it, Edda? And she says, of course, because you didn't bring any of my things here. She's kind of missing the subtext mm-hmm. here. Right. And uh, she's like, you brought all the all the right stuff. And uh, But anyway, they're, they're just – they're my things. And when you look at them, you can't forget. And he says, well, yes, but in my opinion, things are not needed to remember a person. Yeah. And so this is when we have the adorable little hot chocolate moment. Oh, my gosh. Because he bought hot chocolate specifically for her. Mm-hmm. So she gets all excited and she jumps up and makes it. And she's like, okay, you're going to have some. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's resistant because Sarkon is a health nut. Uh-huh. Not someone who just saying, eats pizza. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you have to drink. And he's like, no. And he keeps saying he keeps saying no and she keeps saying yes. So mm-hmm. it's a cute little banter. It is really cute. So we in between that, we do get a quick phone call between Balja and, and Susie. Basically, she's like, my claws are coming out. I've made a decision. Yeah. I'm going to make him fall in love with me. And I'm just sitting here like, listen, hum- all human beings out there, <laughs> let me just let me just save you some heartache. Yeah. You cannot, quote, make someone fall in love with you. And on top of that, if you have to go to this ridiculous effort to try and, quote, make someone fall in love with you, 
they're not the right person for you. Yeah. They're not worth your time. And you're not only selling them short, you're definitely selling yourself short. Like, yeah. hopefully so. that's a not like something we shouldn't even have to go over. Right. Right. Like, it's, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, it's pretty obvious. That yeah. You shouldn't have to think that you're going to make somebody love you. Yes. That's just, so. that's where I'm just like, honey, stop and think for like two seconds. Yeah. But, you know, anyways, so, um, then, it's cute because they're they're drinking the hot chocolate and mm-hmm. you know he, he she kind of notices the she hands him his cup he doesn't really drink out of it but he's holding it and she walks over to the telescope and talks about how much she misses gazing at the stars and mm-hmm. um you know and she he mentions that he never had her get flowers for the apartment mm-hmm. too so we get, again getting these callbacks yes and he makes a comment about how there must be 10,000 calories in the cup and he's yeah. like are you trying to kill me and she <laughs> and she kind of gets flirty cuz she basically is like like wouldn't you die for me though and like that kind uh-huh. of thing and then she's like aren't wait a minute like cuz it's getting a little it's getting a little eye contacty mm-hmm. and so she's like um aren't we going to look at the stars and he says i'm looking at the most beautiful star which okay first of all was perfect mm-hmm. but second of all of course, called back to episode 12 when you were like, because Edda is his star, he doesn't have to go stargazing That's anymore. And right. I was like, this was just more proof of that. <laughs> um, so I'm like, maybe Aisha does listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, I would I die. I could not imagine. I could not. I would die. So, you know, there we do get this like parallel to 12 because his I mean he's more adjusting the telescope but his arms are around her they're kind of snuggled and you know then his phone rings and she's like what the heck who is calling you at this time and he's like oh it's Angan like yeah he's like probably Angan whatever so you know he walks over he walks over to um you know go pick up the phone and his reaction is priceless oh my gosh it's so good because he's like um you know, he's like, oh, uh, hi, Balja. Well, because he looks so irritated when he looks at that phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, like he can't believe that it's her. He, I-, I totally realized we missed a really good moment before this phone call. Dang it. Because as they're looking at the stars, she turns to him and says, Sir Khan, thank you. Oh, yeah. And he says, for what? And she says, for this very beautiful evening, she's like, despite all this stress, like, Mm. you know, this has been good for me. And he's like, this is still nothing. He's like, you better think about what we're going to do for the new year. (laughs) And she's like, what? And he's like, we were going to do wonderful things. And she's like, for example. And he's like, well, since we can't do them, I'm not going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And she, of course, is like, listen, I can't come. And he's like, I know. And then the phone rings and all this happens. So, you know, then it's Balja and he's like, oh, hi, Balja. So that it's being made clear to Edda, like, who's on the phone. And I love it because she just gets so, oh, Serkan Bay, sorry to call you so late. Like, she's like mimicking Balja. And then Balja's like, oh, I didn't realize you weren't alone. You see her face totally fall, Mm -hmm. which is just beautiful. And Edda is mocking her the whole time. The whole time. And Serkan's like, of course, 
uh, Bulge's just trying to get excuse, trying to make excuses to get him to come over. Right. So she can give him the gift she got him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'll send a chauffeur to go get it. And she's like, no, no, I'll be so embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, then I don't know. Well, I'll yeah, I can't come. Time. I'll get it some other time then. Yeah. And it's Edda who's like, please, please, please. I'm so curious. I've got to see what this is. <laughs> like, she clearly has something up her sleeve. Please, could you just go get it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Because, again, though, we also get the whole, like, and he's like, um, okay, like, I'll go okay, get you'll it. come with me. And she's like, no, I trust you mm-hmm. to go get it. And he's like, okay, then I'll see you in a couple of hours. And she's like, um, you have 10 minutes. <laughs> so we do get a tiny bit of her like jealousy, but yes. in a, it's in a very cute, it's a very drain the pool way. Yes. And, yeah. um, and I love it because he's like, oh, where's where's the jealous Edda? And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not jealous. And he's like, okay, then see you in a few hours. And she's like, 10 minutes <laughs> or I'm video calling and I'm coming over there. Send me the address too. So it's so good. It's so cute. So this is when we also – he goes to get it. And so mm-hmm. she's now in the bedroom and she video chats the girls, which we touched on this a tiny bit. Right. You know, she's confused. She needs their help. I love what Fifi says though because she's like – you're in Sircon's bedroom and you need our help. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yes, Fifi, my girl. Yeah. And so, you know, but of course, she's like, I don't know what to do. He wants to spend New Year's together, but there's just all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And of mm-hmm. course, she gets conflicting advice all around because Fifi's like, no, men, men are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Melo's got this more romantic notion and Jaren's yeah. like, well, give him, you know, I think he's earned a chance. and. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying and he's this, like where Jaren has been this whole time with it. So, you know, she's basically like, well, thanks, but you guys weren't any help. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, so she's kind of like, all right, well, now I have to figure out what to do with all this time, the the 10 minutes, which again, this whole section the, between the phone call and the bath, I, I was like, this is again Turkish time yes. where in DZ land you have six minute dryers and 10 minutes that pass in like an hour. Yeah, because I'm sorry, <laughs> just lighting all those candles and filling that tub that alone. That alone would take 10 minutes. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, girlfriend, you knew what you were doing because yeah. he he clearly – he gets home as she's oh like all covered in bubbles and has this like very, you know, relaxed but – sensual setting in the bedroom or in the bathroom she's like what are you doing here it hasn't even been 10 minutes and i was like excuse me what (laughs) on what planet would Uh this not take 10 minutes (laughs) well exactly so i'm like girl you knew what you were doing we all know Uh uh-huh we're not stupid and neither are you And he's like, she lives really close. And uh-huh. he's like, wow, candles and all that. Are you comfortable? Oh, uh-huh, so good. But he's like all <laughs> smiley. And I just love it. She's, and she's like, well, if you walk out, I'll get out and then come down to you since you're home already. And, and he's like, yeah, you did the right thing. Of course. Give me 10 seconds. And she's like, she's like Sir Khan, can did you, you hear, hear what me? I said? And he says, tomorrow. The fact that he's like, give me 10 seconds. She's like, what do you mean? Can you hear me? 
<laughs> and then he's like, to mom, moment captured. Have fun. And then struts on out of there. And I was like, oh, I loved that so much. Yeah. I you know that he's burning it on his brain. He's oh, like, she it was is... in my bath. Uh-huh. She was had all of my candles uh-huh. in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he loved every second of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he sure did. So we get a, you know, kind of a romance chat between Fifi, Jaren, and Melo. It's just meant to showcase how differently they all view things. Yes. Like it's cute, but we don't really need to get into it. Yeah. So then Edda comes downstairs. She's in her pajamas. Okay, this whole thing did and didn't make sense to me. Mm. I don't know if there was more to it and they edited stuff out. Um, Like if there was meant to be more context to this because it was such a stark – Okay, he's like all flirty and like give me 10 seconds to get my mental picture. Mm. But then he's like essentially barely paying attention to her in this whole interaction. He's like glued to his computer – yeah. Which, you know, I get it. He works and I know he's working and I'm not discounting that. But like she starts being all like flirty and mm-hmm. then like winds up turning it onto the statue because after it's revealed that Balja had a bust made of him mm-hmm. and that's like laughed about where she's like, I can't believe she made a statue of you. What the heck? And he's like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But she's like kind of flirty with the statue and it's like I, – I, yeah, I don't I'm I'm guessing she was like just trying to play games with him uh-huh. because he he was distracted by yeah. his work and right. he was seemingly very into whatever project he was working on. Right. So, but his reaction after she's done and goes to bed, yeah, made the way he kind of like looked up and uh-huh. at, back at her as she's walking away. Right, I was thinking he took account of every single thing that she just did and every single oh, thing that she was just okay. Saying. Okay, like I think he was just being more not playing hard to get, but maybe acting more aloof than he really was. Well, because and he no deserves way, to be. Yeah, and there's no way he didn't notice everything that she was just doing. Well, and in the middle of that, she's like, I'm sorry for causing all this trouble. And he says, don't it's apologize. Worth it. It's worth it. Yes. So I'm like, okay. But then part of me, and again, even though it seemed awkward and weird, I also was like, I get it though, because he keeps putting himself out there. Yeah. So who can blame him for being like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to play into this right now. I'm going to just finish working. Um, Even with the whole scene with the stargazing mm-hmm. and with the hot chocolate and with the bath, she is the one initiating right. the whole time at his house. Mm-hmm. It's not him. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think yeah, they, I think right. this was that way for a reason. Okay. Where yes, he, he I mean he initiated with stay here. Yes. But he's like he's living by his word where he said I think you should do what you want and I think he's letting her lead and letting her make the choices now. Oh, where okay. he's not going to be pushing her. He has made himself abundantly clear mm-hmm. up until now. Yeah. So I think he's kind of like look it's the ball's in your court now, mm-hmm. and whatever you want to do, however you want to treat me, however you want to come up to this relationship. Because he asked her, are we going to see each other New Year's Eve? And she hesitated again. Mm-hmm. So I think he's like, okay, I'm going to back off. Yeah, I'm not going to be loud Sercon anymore. Okay. And I'm going to let her come to the decision that she's going to eventually come to. Okay. That's my theory on All right. this whole thing. Well, that would make that scene make a lot more sense too. Mm. So, 
I'm I'm down. And he does deserve – he really does deserve to be that way. Like, yeah, time for you to chase me if you actually want me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens. She goes to bed. And then – but, of course, we – he – that's the next morning and he's bringing her breakfast in bed. And it's yes. this, like, teeny little, like – it's half an avocado <laughs> with, like, these boiled eggs on it. It's, like, fancy, cute looking. You know, it's got, like, this little piece of toast. And I love it because she asks if it's a fragment of breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, she's like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> uh huh. And she's like, so after I eat this, can I make us breakfast? And he's like, a second breakfast. And she's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be full. Like, <laughs> and he's just kind of confused by it because again, we're showing the whole health nut thing in him mm-hmm. and all of that. So I love that. Um, so all hell starts to break loose because Grandma has her nose up everybody's butt yep. and needs to know when everybody is breathing or eating or mm-hmm. going to the toilet or anything. She is like, call Eda. She yeah. immediately wakes Eifer up. It's this whole thing where- Basically, it winds up where everyone's going to wind up at Serkan's house. Exactly. Because Fifi and Melo get involved. Joren gets involved. Yep. Uh, Idon gets involved because she and Safi show up again and they have to be Isun and Safi yes. because Baba on is there. Yeah, it's this whole mess that winds up leading to everyone showing up at Sercon's because they all want to try to warn her before Baba Ane gets there. Exactly. Because Baba Ane's headed there. Yeah. So we've got Kavalta take two. Yes. yes. And I love it because he, you know, she's like, this is breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, now I'm finally full. <laughs> she's been eating. <laughs> and, you know, he'd said, and she, I do love that she says, but you made a beautiful gesture. Like mm-hmm. breakfast in bed. You know, I loved that. So I do love that she wasn't just totally like, you know, thumbs down. Dismissive downing. of it. Yes, dismissive yeah. of what he did. You know, and he's like, health to your hands. You did a beautiful <laughs> job. Good job. And then she kind of jokes about what to do with the statue. Like, can we please <laughs> yeah. put it in front of my Baba Ane's office? And he's like, if you want to. And she's like, no, I need your help. It's too heavy. Like, they kind of have a cute little thing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, then she wants to give him his gift. Yes. He is trying to insist that she wait because he's like, I'm going to see you tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't know. Please just let me give it to you now. And she ends up giving it to him. Yeah. So this again – I felt like a volume seven flashback where they're sitting there and she's like, it's just something small. It's this like basically that it's not anything special, mm-hmm. but we know whatever he's about to open is going to be very special to him. Very. And so. So he opens it up and it is a copy in edition of The Little Prince. This one is in French. French. It seems like it's supposed to be a first edition because mm-hmm. it looks old. It's French. So obviously mm-hmm. it's like one of the first copies. And he's so astonished because he's like, Edda, where did you find this? Yeah. And she's like, I had to do a little digging, but mm. I found it. Mm. So he opens it up and there's this beautiful drawing of a boy kind of alone walking. We, you're seeing, viewing his back as he's walking. It looks like it's just rain. There's some shadows and some trees. He's walking through this lane and it says small steps towards a big goal. Mm-hmm. And he looks up at her and he says, Ada, did you draw this? Mm-hmm. And she nods in confirmation. And it is this wonderful moment and he says very nice and uh thank you so much and she just says happy new year and he says yeah and to you so yeah i felt like again this is another aisha egg like kind of closing the whole little prince thing up for us mm-hmm. um you know because it seems like she got him like the ultimate edition that there is to get yeah um 
you know, and is taking over that responsibility from Baba Bola, which is something I think you predicted that. Yeah. So I, you know, I, it was like one of those things where it's like, gosh, this is so beautiful. But also, I'm just sad because I feel like these are all the things we're going to be missing out on from here on out. No, mm-hmm. you know, whether the new writers do well with the story in plot from here on out, like these are just the little things that. I'm not going to be able to help but truly miss, like, no matter how it's, great the rest of the story is. It's that Aisha voice that we talked yeah, about. Yep. Yeah. It's the the natural kind of way that she writes and incorporates all of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So after they have this sweet moment, she's kind of like, okay, I've got to go. I've got to go deal with my grandma, with my aunt. I said I wouldn't leave her alone. Yeah. But this is when everyone basically shows up. Yeah. Um. And, and the chaos ensues. Yes, the <laughs> chaos ensues. So, you know, it, chaos ensues. Everyone shows up. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Ed, Ed Sarah's stressed because he is like, wait, why is my mom being called I soon? And she's like, listen, don't question it. If my aunt's doing that. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Just go with it. Yeah. She's like, this is nuts. You know, like, I can't believe all this stuff. And he's like – well, I just want to know if you're going to be here at midnight. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, and she's like, do you see what's all going on down there? And he's like, yeah, I know. Are you going to be here though? Uh-huh. And she's like, Sarah Khan, I really don't know. I don't think I can leave my aunt alone to deal with this. And he's like, then just bring her too. Like at this point, he's just like, I don't care. I just want you here. And I love that that's his like main thing. Then Melo comes up and interrupts and she's like, by the way, Chef Alexander is going to be here in a minute. And he's like, what the heck? Chok Sachma. This is like, what is this stupidity? Like, you know, but it's just funny because he shows up. This is when we get Sarah Khan speaks Italian. Uh, and English. And, and English. And Turkish. Uh-huh. Edda speaks English and it's adorable. Yes. Um, you know, Alexander keeps switching between all three languages. And, and then Idon is trying to impress him by speaking English. Yes. like, <laughs> And then Ifer's like... Stop. What did what did he just uh-huh. say? Like, I can't understand English. And she yes. just keeps saying yes. <laughs> yep. Because, yes. Because that's the only that's all she knows. she knows. So, you know, what it boils down to is, you know, everyone else kind of leaves, but they do their whole kitchen cooking thing. It's this whole very highly sexualized kitchen experience with the <laughs> cooking of you know, iFair's food and Idon's food and mm-hmm. Alexander's food and it's his turn and all this stuff. Like it's yeah. It's very. It was funny, but it was also like, holy cow, these two hens are like yes. fighting for the attention. Uh huh. So, um, yeah. So all that happens. Yeah, that's um, kind of that with the whole Alexander thing. Yes, all of that. So. Edda slips out at that point too, and is like, I gotta go get ready. I'm probably gonna go to like the salon with Jaren or something. Like she's like, see ya, have fun with this. And he's like, don't leave me here to deal with this. And she's like, <laughs> bye. So, so uh, Engin and Peril get married. Mm-hmm. Serkan calls during the wedding and uh-huh. Engin being a dummy answers the phone. How appropriate. But doing so, he finds out – Serkan finds out that they're getting married and that causes him to switch the party. Mm-hmm. And he ends up moving it to the office and everybody is invited and they're going to also make it a wedding celebration for Engin and Peril. Yes. So it's so, going to be a big bash now instead of yes. something at his house. I love it. So Bunny Boiler Balja tears her house apart. Oh, my gosh. And calls Serkan all panicked where I'm like, listen – 
If you're that scared, you call the dang cops with your one chance of a phone call if there's a thief in your house and you're having to talk so quietly. Like, I love that that's the first thing he asks her. Did you call the police? (laughs) Yep. Well, and part of me too thinks, okay, are you suspicious of something? Mm, Because I think he could be. Because, you know, he's not stupid. But on the off chance that he is wrong, he's not just going to be insensitive to this girl who was just traumatized. Sure. I feel like he knows something's up because just the sheer fact that he wants to tell Edda about it afterwards mm-hmm. it makes me think like okay you must have thought there was more than meets the eye with that too because why would you be so concerned about making sure you told her that you helped someone who was just traumatized even if she found that out later she'd be right. like oh I'm glad she's okay because right. no matter what Edda's not going to wish something harmful like that on her no of so it not. it also makes me think like Maybe Sercom was even a bit suspicious. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she was so unwilling to call the cops because, you know, he gets there, of course, in helping yep. her. But she's putting on this ridiculous performance. But he's like, we really should call the police. So they need to dust for prints. They need to see if they can catch this guy. Right. And she's By like, t- he knows you live alone. By right. tomorrow, he could be long gone. Right. And she's like, I just want to, I'll promise I'll call tomorrow. I just can't deal with this tonight. And she's like, please stay with me. I don't want to be alone. And he, I love Again, it because he's like, I've got to get to Edda. Like, well, and and it's a very logical option. He's mm-hmm. like, come with me. We'll go to mm-hmm. the party. We'll take your mind off of it. You'll be safe away from your house. Right. Like that. He's giving her all these very viable and uh-huh. realistic options uh-huh. to help her. And she isn't wanting to take any of them. Yeah. Nope. So. I'm not sure exactly. Well, she does wind up saying like, okay, I'll call the cops. I just need to go get my phone. It's still in the bathroom. It's right. working. Because he know? even offers. He's like, he's like, okay, I'll call the cops mm-hmm. for you. Yep. Because he's such a nice guy. Right. And she's like, no, no, I'll go get it. Yep. I'll, I'll go call them. Yeah. So, um, you know, he – she basically winds up calling the cops. And then the next scene – we get is a paparazzi shot from volume three being yeah. shown to Baba Ane. And so she basically calls Edda over and threatens her again. Mm-hmm. And Edda again tells her not to underestimate her and to do whatever she's going to do. And, you know, so this is like, what, the third time now that yeah. we've gotten Edda being like, you're underestimating me, mm-hmm. so do whatever you're – like, do your worst. So yep. I'm like, okay, new writers, this is being made very clear that mm-hmm. she cannot just run away. Like, so yep. anyways. um, So, so you know. she's like – they after they have this conversation, she walks away and we see her kind of out on the balcony area. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Sarkhan, where are you? And he says, I'm right in the place where I should be because he walks up and he says, right next to you. And she gives him this big smile. Oh, my gosh. The smile. It was so good. (sighs) Like she was surprised and happy and excited and relieved. Like it was this perfect blend of that all shown in her eyes and her smile. Mm Mm-hmm. So – Sorry. She's like, where have you been? He's like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love it. He says, I want I, – I have to tell you something. She's like, okay, tell me. He says, I think we should talk. But they're interrupted because Angan right. and Pearl show up and right. everybody's happy and they celebrate them. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and now it's gift time. Yeah. Yep. So he – well – also, did you notice that Sarah Khan catches the bouquet and gives it to Melo? I yes. just thought, I just thought that was really cute during that whole montage where they're all excited for Peril and Ingen. So he leads her outside 
onto the balcony where it seems to be all these big moments happen between them, the Mm -hmm. signing of the contract, Mm -hmm. the planting of those flowers, Mm -hmm. her telling about grandma, then him breaking her heart and his at the same time. Yep. And now this. Um, And so, you know, they go outside. He gives her this gift and she opens it up and it's a new charm bracelet that I couldn't quite see all the symbols, but there's definitely an E and an S and Mm -hmm. a star and um, I think maybe a flower, but it's hard to see them all. But clearly yeah. they're meaningful charms. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's stunned. Mm-hmm. Like, and she tells him, like, Serkan, this is truly the most beautiful and thoughtful gift I've ever, ever received. And just gives him a death grip hug. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, Grandma sees this whole interaction and sets – whatever her evil plan is into motion because she nods to Tahir or Tahin, whatever his name is. Yeah. And he, in his mind, it's his, this is his inner monologue is he's saying mm-hmm. like, be my love because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, be my safe Gilim. Like, but, you know, he gives her a cheek kiss mm-hmm. and it clearly before he w- wants to say this out loud because, again, he's wanting to be honest fully because he's clearly learned his lesson about not disclosing things. Right. And so he's like, I know this is probably the worst time, but I really do need to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And he starts to say, like, you know, before getting to the party, because I was late, I was. And And then the police barge in and there's been a complaint against Serkan Bey. And from the whole lead up to this with – Baba Ane seeing them and uh-huh. then looking at her lackey guy mm-hmm. and how she's like, are they on their way? My assumption is that she had had this set in motion a yep. long time ago. Yep. I think the second she found out that Eda stayed at Serkan's mm-hmm. the night before, she was like, here, I this is my plan. I'm going to get him arrested tonight at the party. Yep. I think that was her plan from the beginning. And I don't think anything that happened during the party changed that. Yeah. I think her seeing them together just kind of enraged her all the more. It probably she was the like, timeline. <laughs> make sure, like, are they coming now? Like, they need to get him immediately. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. So what do you think she's having him arrested for? Because there's people who think that somehow it's tied to the whole Balja thing. Like, um, like that it's going to be like made to look like he was the one who broke in because security footage will wind up showing that he was the only one going in and out of her house because there wasn't really a thief. I mean, how that would wind up working in Balja's favor, I'm not really sure. That's my only that's the only thing that makes me skeptical of that. Right. Yeah. Me too. Um, but then I'm like, okay, did she plant like random evidence like for something like I I really am like, what is she having him arrested for? Because like, you know, yeah, uh, jail sales, as we're learning, are like a staple in DZ land. I think every DZ I've watched <laughs> yeah. has involved like the hero or the heroine getting arrested at some <laughs> yeah. point or both of them. Uh huh. You know, and so like in EK when it was John, like we knew what he was getting arrested for because he had mm-hmm. just punched Fabri's lights out, mm-hmm. and clearly he didn't like that, so he yeah. filed a complaint against him. Right. Um. You know, uh, with Serkan, I'm like, okay, what in the – I mean, obviously, Baba Ani is very powerful. She could have probably planted any sort of of evidence against him. Um, yeah, I have a feeling – my my theory tends toward something related to Alptekin because we know that Alptekin 
was not perfect in his business dealings. Mm -hmm. And we also know that F.A. had um, access Mm -hmm. (laughs) to everything for months in preparation to her coming. And so I think that I don't maybe F.A. planted something, whether it was fake evidence in the files, maybe there's going to be some sort of corporate fraud that he's making look real mm-hmm. that isn't actually real but it the, the stuff has been planted for so long yeah. where she's like oh look this has been quote happening for months or it's something with the holding that Serkan himself is not responsible for mm-hmm. but because he's now the head of the company she dug and dug and dug and was like you're now going to be held accountable for something the, the sins of the father kind of right thing. so yeah. those are my two theories as far as the whole arrest those make the most sense and i didn't like give it too terribly much thought Mm -hmm. um but i was just kind of like oh lord i wonder what in the world (laughs) i wonder what in the world it is because in the fragments like we see him telling her like edda i could really like be in jail so whatever it is is something that he's even concerned he's not going to be able to his lawyer jaren his lawyers whoever Mm -hmm. are not going to be able to just disprove Mm -hmm. um so there's that. Yeah. Um, you know, we see, of course, we get introduced to this new prince that grandma mm-hmm. is bringing, whose initials are SB, by the way, you guys. So, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exciting. Uh-huh. <laughs> so clearly this is the SB from Balja's astrology. Mm. So part of me is like, listen – like, you two get in your cahoots, screw Baba Ane over and just run away, and I'll be fine. I don't mm-hmm. need Balja to come to a fiery end then. Just get her out of here. Sure. Yeah. Um, they can run away off into the sunset together. Yes, exactly. So, you know, but then we also get this little thing in the fragment where Edda clearly agrees to at least meet with him at some point. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if if he's not initially introduced as, like, the man Baba Ane wants him to marry wants her to marry um but more introduced as like another partner of hers or client or something because it seems like the the company is supposed to be building something for him or doing something for him and then when he and edda are off on this like little plot of land Mm -hmm. he says something like well you're not just building me uh whatever you're building me a new life Mm. and he like puts his coat around her because it's like windy Mm-hmm. So then I like so I sort of wonder if it's like a later revelation that like oh this is the man that Baba Ane wants me to like you know I, marry. I feel I feel like she's too smart to be immediately forthright about it. To yeah, be like here here he is, Edda. Here's mm-hmm. the man that I want you to marry. Mm-hmm. I I could see her keeping it closer to the to her vest with with that because even with her threats to Edda, she's like, and you're not going to tell your aunt about this either. Yeah. She's like playing everybody individually. Yeah. So I don't see her being like, oh, by the way, granddaughter of mine, here's that man I was telling you about. Yeah. (laughs) I think she'll try to keep it secret for as much as she can so that because yeah. if edda knew that she's not going to be nice to the guy immediately right. like, no that's she's true she's not going to give him the time of day right so, but she will give a client the time of day exactly, exactly. yeah yeah as will sercon so sercon won't do anything yep. to like yeah kind of stop that so yeah i also of course he proposes to her too in this and of course there's all this back and forth about whether she's going to say yes or no or mm. break his heart and break up with him um 
I, you know, firmly, as I do every week, fall under the camp of never trust a fragment because the way mm-hmm. they splice scenes together. So honestly, like, people are like, she's not going to tell him he love- she loves him. She's going to break his heart. She's going to this. But I'm like, eh, we'll wait and see what happens. Because number yeah. one, it's a whole new set of writers. So I really, truly don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, it's a whole new set of writers who I feel like groundwork has been laid for, but again, we don't know if they're going to follow that or not. Right. Um, number two, you can't trust fragments. So who knows how these scenes were spliced together or what specific looks or, um, you know, um, facial expressions were used in these to make us believe one thing, mm-hmm. you know, but really we're being led an entirely different way. So I'm like – I'm just not – but also, too, I'm just not as stressed because I truly have my expectations set so low right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on top of that, it does look like a lot of angst, which I'm always here for. So, like, I just am not, like, mad about it. I'm just yeah. – yet, anyways, who knows? Maybe come Saturday after I watch it, I'm like, well, good <laughs> thing I set my expectations low because that was – a dumpster fire. Who knows? Yeah, but um, know. I'm just not stressed about it and freaking out based on two 47-second um, previews. So As I – shouldn't be. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm just like I don't really know what to expect. I see a lot of angst coming, but I'm here for mm-hmm. that. So yeah, uh, yeah I that's that. Um, mm-hmm. I did not think of one question. Did you think of any question? Oh, uh, that like, totally left my brain. Mine too, because we were so into this episode. Well, like, okay. I here's kind of a basic and easily answerable question um, okay. from season one. Ooh, okay. And that is basic. Maybe not a not the first few, but essentially every single week during season one, mm-hmm. we would the, we would end the episode with something that oh, we would. Okay. I, is is that too vague no like i don't think so but we had a blank (laughs) like a like a a tradition we started basically yes we haven't really done so in season two no we have not but in season one every episode would end with a tradition of us doing something um i feel like that's too vague but i i don't know (laughs) i don't think it is i really don't think it is okay so yeah. what is the thing that yeah. we would say or do ask or do every single week at the end of the episode? We would end it every time with this. Yes. So what is that? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm not talking about our outro. <laughs> no, yeah. We're not talking about us just saying like goodbye. Maybe that'll clarify things. Because yeah. we say that we say that this we say that this season too, though. Exactly. So um yeah. anyway, so yeah. So if you have an idea email your answer do -hmm. not tweet or instagram or anything like that email your answer to dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com and then uh first person to correctly answer i will get your contact mailing info and like i said as long as the u.s post office mails to wherever you live Mm -hmm. uh i will send you a gq and a marie claire so all right uh yeah, so that's I feel like that's like a fun little way to celebrate our hundredth episode. Yes. Um thank you all who have everybody who's been here with us, whether you've been here with us from episode one and you've been through all one hundred episodes with us, whether you just found us in the last couple weeks, uh, or only found us at the beginning of Senchal Kapama, like mm-hmm. we are just incredibly grateful that you are here with us. Like the fact that we just continue to get messages every week of people who are like, oh my gosh, 
this week's episode or, oh my gosh, I just found you and I wish I had found you like during EK or I wish I had found you at the beginning of Senchal Kapama. Like, thank you so much. Like your thoughts are my thoughts. I feel like I have someone to talk to about the show because, you know, like honestly and truly, that's really why we started this mm-hmm. podcast is because we're like, there has to be people out there, you know, because this is such a niche interest that like they probably don't have just groups of people to gush with or like – right theorize with or anything like that and so Turkdeezy it's like you need a support group (laughs) you do you totally do because these shows I mean they take you as you know on an emotional Mm -hmm. roller coaster and just when you think you know what's gonna happen you don't um or sometimes it does happen and it's still just as upsetting or just Mm -hmm. as like shocking or like emotionally gut-wrenching um, so it's yeah. just, you know, it's awesome to just like cheer for, you know, the volume 11s of the world and to, you know, <laughs> to cry together and to cry with together with the volume 16s <laughs> of the world. Yes. And the volume 40s of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I can't believe we've made 100 episodes of this show and like that we're just growing. Like you guys, we started out like, you know, we would get like. 10 listens during EK and we'd be like 10 people listen to our episode what the heck just that was amazing so the fact that we have grown so much and the fact that you guys continue to listen is just amazing so I know we say thank you a lot but really truly um, thank -hmm. you guys for everything thank you for helping 2020 be uh, (sighs) at least like I don't know, tolerable. <laughs> yes. Like truly. Despite the insanity. <laughs> yep. The, this community, the fact that so many of us were able to bond over a brand new show mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't think would happen again. Yeah. Like, you know, um, was just. It was hard to let go of EK. It really was. And yeah. then just feel like we were getting something like that again, but in mm-hmm. a whole new way with Central Kapma and in a more explosive way because where we were here, neither of us started EK from the beginning live. So to be a, like to watch it grow from the very beginning, like when mm-hmm. it was just a plan and just a theory and just something in production until, you know, we're all counting down till the premiere, like just being a mm-hmm. part of that and like getting to know all of you guys through this all over the world is just incredible. So yeah. Thank you to each of you. Mutlu Yolar to all of you. Mm-hmm. Here is to a much better 2021. <laughs> Um, hope you are healthy and happy and safe and just, yeah, we can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, anyways, I guess we can end on that happy note. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you all. And of course we will be back next week to break down all the happenings of whatever goes down in volume 25. And until next time. Shooters. Host Shakal. Thank you.